cold open. Do you want to hear? Do you want to know why I can't smell or taste anything other than cat food? <laughs> is this real? This is real. You can't smell anything but cat food. I can't smell or taste anything other than cat food. I would kill myself if that was the case. So I got swindled by Facebook, right? They had this uh, little energy drink thing on sale. They were like, oh, buy two, get them for a dollar. And I was like, all right, I'll try them. And it was like a, they had all different kinds. There was a Focus and there was a, a after party one. Right. And they had a bunch of nootropics and American ginseng and all that stuff. So I opened it, smelled it, smelled exactly like cat food, like wet cat food. (laughs) Still drinking anyway. And so right then I knew, I was like, well, this isn't going to be good. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, so I tried it. You had a flavor of of cat food at least? It (laughs) It was was, was mango mate. That's what they called it. Mango mate. So what did it taste like cat food wise? Um... Well, I can't say specifically that I know what wet cat food tastes like, but it I assume that it tastes exactly how it smells, and I know how it smells because I feed my cat Dude, wet cat a, food I have often. a cat, too. It smells like shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally the worst smelling thing ever. Yeah, and it... I smell my own shit versus smelling cat food. <laughs> it tasted as bad as it smelled, so I will not be buying from that. Well, I still have to try the party one. It's still in my fridge, but... I don't. I don't hold high hopes for it. Well, maybe you should at least try and eat it first and see. Oh, you want me to freeze it and then cut it out of the can? That's what I do. Eat it like a popsicle. <laughs> Dude, I Gross. fed my cat today literally like a little bit of food, and because all she does is puke, and I fed her, and two minutes later. <laughs> Oh, God. Ooh, don't stop Gross. making that noise, dude. I don't all like that. Over I don't like that carpet, a lot. <laughs> all over the carpet after mm. we just got out of work. I'm like, what in the fuck is your problem? Yeah, my cat does that too. Is Can it a long hair? Legs? Are we good? No, not really. Yeah, I tested him earlier. Oh, I don't cool. think so. It's just like she doesn't have well, any. Wait, te- what? What? What do you think I asked you? <laughs> Something about long hair. Nope. I mean, yeah. I asked you if your yeah, cat. Yeah, you said long hair. hair. I didn't hear what you said. I asked just if we tested you. our mics. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Did we test it? <laughs> Testing one, two, three. Okay, we're good. No, they're oh, good. Yeah. I tested okay. them before you guys got here. So yeah. About your poop. My, it's not my poop. It's my cat puking. So I got off work and we fed her and like literally two minutes later we sit on the couch to like get something to eat for lunch and just just <laughs> all over the carpet. <laughs> literally two minutes after we fed her, we're like, "What in the fuck is your problem?" Does your cat just eat like when you give it a whole thing? Does it eat the whole thing right away? Yeah, but we give we like we portion it, but oh, like okay. it doesn't matter because she doesn't breathe. When you give her food, it's just like a fat cat. Inhales it's it. not even a fat cat, dude. It's just like you give her food, and she is like me doing a food challenge. Mm. She will literally eat as fast as she can, and that's it. Next thing you know, five minutes later, her body's like, "Wow, I haven't ate all day. What is all this food <laughs> in my body? Let's uh, reject it." Yeah, my my mm. cat does that. Too. Never mind. <laughs> my parents, we don't want this. <laughs> my parents' cat used to do that all the time. His name was Tommy. He Get on the tile. On top of that, oh, I'm not gonna miss the trash can. On top of that, with the hairballs, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the Teen Junkies podcast. My name is Nick. My name is Chris, and I'm Lex, and I'm Kyle. Oh, Kyle used to be, <laughs> Kyle used to be in Black Valor, not, I guess. Yeah. If he the wants fact to. that you, I'm you, not in Teen Junkies, uh, <laughs> but I am now. So. The fact that you immediately responded with, "Oh," <laughs> <laughs> it's like you were mad. Yeah, he's no, like, no, no, "Oh, no, no, Kyle's no, here." <laughs> 
Sometimes it happens. I don't know why I was upset that time. <laughs> you were really pissed. Why were you so mad? No, I wasn't. It's because sometimes people don't they don't chime in. Like oh. we don't care either way, but it's always it's always kind of a game to see like are they gonna say their name? Are oh, they gonna, I'm gonna chime say in? Mm-hmm. Kyle I think it's easier when there's not a like a full band here. Oh yeah, it's so like when it's just yeah, single, dude, single yeah, partner. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I think if you have like four or five members in, in the band and everyone's here, it's like kind of mm-hmm. awkward to like. Say I didn't something. even know if Lex was actually going to chime in or not this time. <laughs> I didn't even know we were recording. Really? So, I didn't know either. Surprise. I was just going with. It. I, thought we were, I thought we were still testing. So yeah, me too. Well, we like to we like to catch you off guard, let you get real comfortable, and then we jump in. That's like, cool. I'm comfortable. I'm full. I'm full of Subway sub and comfortable. So. Thanks, Kyle thanks Adams. Nick for that, oh, no problem. Kyle Adams is formerly of Black Valor, and that's mm-hmm. it, right? Yeah, that's it. Black, <laughs> that's Black it, right? Valor. Yeah, that, that's it. <laughs> the podcast is over. <laughs> yep. All right. Anyways, though, Kyle, the first question I'd like to ask our guests is once you pretend you're a genie and someone rubs your lamp and you come out, they get three wishes, but you know the rules no wishing for death, no falling in love, and no bringing back the dead. What is something that somebody could ask you that's so horrible you say, actually, there's a fourth one? <laughs> mm-hmm. That completely caught me off guard. You might need to repeat that. That's a good question. That is. That's, that's actually a good that's question. Too, that's too good for me. I'm, the drum, I'm a drummer, dude. I'm stupid. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we're not really that smart. What's your favorite color? Oh, my God. Oh, Chris. my God. Damn. Favorite color? Okay, well, my favorite color we'll is probably red or blue. <laughs> No, but uh, you said the genie thing. If I had a fourth wish, like what? No, would no, be? no. Like you had a fourth rule. Oh, a fourth rule. I, I would came be... to you trying okay. to get a wish. I got you. It would be you can't change the past because oh, the past okay. because because if you change the past, you change who you are today. And I feel like no matter how much shit I fucked up in my life before, it wouldn't make me who I am today if I changed anything in the past. So. Oh shit! I was thinking things like that's that's my spell answer. Tony like baloney. Like the <laughs> way- <laughs> See, I gotta go all philosophical, and you're like, yeah, if you spell Tony and, and well, rhyme it with baloney, philosophical. <laughs> that's me. So yeah. Well, if we're talking about changing the past, maybe mm-hmm. not my own past, but other people's past, like the history of like social change and everything. Mm-hmm. Right. If there were things that I would want to change, it would be instances like those. But in mm. turn, doing so would affect the whole world, right. which would in turn then affect you. Yeah, I feel, though, that the changes that need to be made have been so delayed for years and years and years and yeah. years, especially here. How appropriate that you bring that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect timing. Right. But yeah, I, if I, what would be my fourth rule? You can only drink milk. <laughs> oh, no milk. That's my that's my rule. No milk. You don't like milk? Not even chocolate milk? Dude, milk Ooh, is for psychopaths. What's wrong with you? Okay? Chocolate milk is I, delicious. I was just drinking chocolate milk. Some. Chocolate milk is good. Okay, but it's milk, so. But listen, I'm anti-white milk. Just, just. <laughs> okay. That's because you're drinking oh, gross okay. milk. <laughs> <laughs> Strong stance. I, can I say that here now? This sounds a little racist. <laughs> you, you have to drink the kind of milk that I drink. It's. Are you or- talking about New Horizon? The organic. Yeah, that stuff's good, uh, but it's still free. gross. It's so good. Chocolate it's better milk than is gross? Chocolate milk is fine. Milk. I don't like <laughs> like 2% milk. It's just thick. It's syrupy. It's ugh. Then it's, don't buy it. There's I don't. don't buy it. I don't. But I will judge well, people. They're like, oh, on a hot day, you know what I like to go home from work? I just pour myself a big glass of milk. I'm like, yeah, you should be arrested. That sounds horrible, but I do like chocolate milk. Thank you. I'll pour chocolate milk on my cereal, though. But a nice, cold, really cold milk, like in a frosted glass, is 
It's very pretty good. good. You know what? You know what? Yeah, yeah. It, t- it tastes good. Yeah. It doesn't quench my thirst, but it's no, really good. It makes you thirstier, but it's just like it does. It actually doesn't make me thirstier, but it makes my it doesn't make my throat feel so dry. Whereas city water, which is all I have, kind of makes my mouth feel drier after I drink it. Like I don't feel hydrated after it drinking never city water. Thirst. Yeah, but yeah. milk kind of like since it adds that extra layer of film almost in your throat yeah you hear how gross that sounds <laughs> it's just, like, i'm on crisp with this one i love milk but i, I mean you're, i mean you're right you're absolutely 100 percent right i'm but with the city water the city water is gross yeah, yeah that's is. why you buy a filter yep yeah and it still doesn't filter out all this or city. you just drink out of the hose because that's that good shit oh, yeah boy yeah that's how you that's uh, get probably some. still be city water <laughs> it's got penicillin it tastes in like it, metal. some bugs you ever had you put your mouth over the whole hose and you or like you're just like trying to drink out of the uh, hose and it just tastes like metal. or someone like mm-hmm. gave just, you like saline into an iv you get the taste of metal in your mouth wait wait, wait. you said penicillin yeah because there's probably mold inside the hose so you think they put penicillin in the water? No, I'm saying the mold inside the hose. Is, they put fluoride is, in it, though. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true, but yeah. Calcifies your third eye. <laughs> Ew. Uh, I can tell you that listen third, to Joe Rogan. third eye is not what I meant. Yeah, I can tell you listen to Joe Rogan, but the calcified. <laughs> no, I didn't say my brown eye. I said the third eye. A calcified brown eye sounds like ah, something ah, that stop. sounds like something that Dr. House would know the remedy for. <laughs> That's actually not the first question I'd like to ask, though. No, it is not. Even though that was a that was a good stunt right there. Uh, the first question we like to ask here. That one actually. Say what? I've been holding on to that question. Ooh. Been clinging on to it. Yeah, I thought I'd get a better answer. But, uh, <laughs> sorry. That's okay. Sorry, I wasn't good enough for you. That's fine. I'm still full of subway stuff. No, no, no. You're things. philosophical. I just like, oh I yeah. You, I yeah. thought you'd be funny. No, I'm not funny. <laughs> I'm not smart or funny. I'm neither. Well, so. I should say you were in that instance. Oh, not there. I'm not but the I bad can guy. be. I you had a be. good answer. You had a good answer. You had a decent answer. answer. It's like decent. It's like well, I just, I just wasn't looking for a good answer. Sometimes <laughs> you weren't looking for a good answer. Well, I guess I got. Funny. I got to change my thinking. Though. Sometimes we we ask these questions and people listen to the show, know the show a little bit, and right. they come in like they want a ridiculous answer, mm-hmm. and so they give it to us. But you, yeah. you, uh, I'm almost too real for my own good. <laughs> Kyle, too real Adam. Yeah, there, buddy. Too, that okay, could be more. Uh, let me try an old one and really just see what you do. An old one? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do the Jar Jar Binks one. Don't. <laughs> Would you rather look like Jar Jar Binks or talk like Jar Jar Binks and you can't kill yourself? <laughs> I love the wait, stipulation. <laughs> what the stipulation is I can't kill myself. Yeah. You have to pick one. And but you can't wait, kill before yourself. he joined um, like the Republic or. Oh, he was always more. Afterwards. Like, like Senator? Uh, yeah. about, uh, let's go with episode one. Episode one. Go, Jar Jar. Uh, Jar, Jar. Okay, I'll just roll with that one. Uh, <laughs> I'll go. I would rather sound than look. Okay. Just because, like, even though you can sound annoying, if you look halfway decent, I don't look Misa's so happy to be obvious yeah. so. <laughs> but we also have to think that Jar Jar Binks sounds weird to us, but within his own colony, he's speaking the way that they speak, so. Right, but this would be Kyle and Kyle's Kyle world. Kyle and Earth. And it would be <laughs> weird. Kyle, Kyle Earth, yeah. If Kyle's the only person that talks like that in the whole world, yeah. then it's weird. I have a hard enough time. There are no Gungans in America. <laughs> right. Oh, I, I the, the that question to me isn't that funny, but the stipulation <laughs> is <laughs> the but you can't yeah, kill yourself. You can't kill yourself because that's the I funniest mean. part. But no, neither one of those is the first question we ask here on the Tune Junkies podcast. The first question we actually ask is, 
What is the first concert you ever attended? Mm-hmm. The first concert I ever attended was, uh, I actually remember this. Uh, so my mom won tickets on Sunny 101.5 for nice. an, an Aerosmith concert. No shit. I was like 12, maybe 13 at that's most. Good ex- that's it good was, parenting right there. It was when they played at Notre shout Dame. Shout out to mom. Yeah, shout out to my mom. Uh, and I went to that show because my dad had to work because she got two tickets. And I went and... I didn't even get to really like take it in at the time because I was like twelve. Right. Mm-hmm. But like looking back on, it, I was like, man, that'd be really badass. To, like, see Earl Smith in concert. Mm-hmm. I didn't really get to take it in like I could have at twelve. And, right. You know, if I was like even sixteen or seventeen. So, yeah, that was the very first concert I've ever been to. So, I've been told that Steven Tyler is probably actually my real dad. I could see it because we both have. Big mouse. I could see. Screenplay about that. I didn't you. use your name, but, but uh, <laughs> you know, basically, it, um, I didn't tell you about this. Did I? No, you did not. Basically, about this guy finding out that he's the product of like a one night stand from 1987 at <laughs> a Denver Aerosmith show, and then he goes on a quest to find Steven Tyler, just for Steven Tyler's like, yeah, I don't see it. Yeah, I don't see it. <laughs> it's not done yet, but yeah, I've been. So when this becomes a movie, I would like to request that I play the child searching I'm for answers. I'm on board with that. It could be a book, too. Mm-hmm. Sometimes be book. books are better, but I can't read, so Sometimes. I'll just say movies are better. But yeah. Movies are faster. Mm-hmm. I have shit to do. Dude, so. Yeah, movies are movies are better for me because it's like, ah, man, do I really want to read like 300 pages? It just depends on how fast of a reader you are. Like, I can read a book in a night, mm-hmm. but with a movie, uh, sometimes... A yeah. I'm impressed. Like uh, the last Miss um, <laughs> Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. The oh, the fifth, book? The fifth book. I finished that in like six hours. I, I it wish, was so good. But I wish I didn't fall asleep during books. Yeah. Because I, I love the, the movie. Mm-hmm. And I, I know the books that have more detail and it'd be way oh, better. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and the thing is, like, if they could make seven hour movies that would be able to relay that visually perfectly, <laughs> mm-hmm. then totally I'd be down for it. Because Lord of the Rings was like that. Yeah. You know, I two, mean, three hour movies. Netflix can do it and they mm-hmm. just do it. They just do it parts. Like I've started watching Money Heist uh, and that like should, seasons or whatever that should be a, like just one movie. But they broke it up and made everything like you've right. got an hour and a half of this one instance. It's happened. So. Right. Essentially, shows are basically books, just mm-hmm. visual books. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, uh, what's the House of Cards? Mm-hmm. House of Cards. I don't even know that was a book. <laughs> I'm not saying we support Kevin Spacey because he's no. a gross person. We but, do not yeah. do that. Either. He did do a good job on that show. So, um, just to kind of full circle, you're talking about Aerosmith sure. being your first show. Right. How did that influence you as a musician? Like, what direction did that push you in? Like, more towards the rock side, or did it push you to? like evaluate other music genres right well that's a good question because my parents actually raised me on like on everything from like Mm -hmm. they were born in the 50s so i was born and raised on 70s 80s and 90s music so Mm -hmm. i was always yeah i was Mm -hmm. always like kind of geared to like a little bit of everything uh anything from like like i said aerosmith to yes to acdc to uh metallica uh not really a lot of Pantera or any of them because like my That's parents. okay. We're not judging. No, it's cool. <laughs> uh, I just had to think of a different band. I drew a blank. But uh, no, like I have like a wide variety of music that I listen to, like Pink Floyd, yes, all those bands. Yes. So like I was really like my mind has always been pretty open to music. So mm-hmm. I'm not really ever set on a genre or uh, any type of specific sound that I want to play. It's just like whatever I feel sounds good. And if it conveys a message to people, mm-hmm. that's all that matters to me. If people hear what what I play or what uh, my band plays and they like it. That's all that really matters to me. So 
Which to me, I feel like is one of the most important and probably personally the best feature of music is that the message that they can input into song and right. that the melodies catch you, but it's also mm-hmm. the, the lyrics and the message behind it. Also, mm-hmm. for me, I love right. finding someone who is speaking about something that mm-hmm. helps me not feel for sure. as alone right. in whatever it is that they're talking about. Lyrics are super underappreciated because um, I know that a lot of people tend to listen to like the music part of it. Like, I mean, like bass and guitar and mm-hmm. drums and whatnot, but nine times out of 10, what grabs me towards bands is the lyrics. Like, mm-hmm. do I gravitate towards those lyrics? Do they, do they mean something to me? Do they hit me in a certain type of way that mm-hmm. make me um, feel something, you know, right. and then everything else kind of falls in line. So I think, I do think that vocalists and lyricists are underappreciated for sure. Sometimes. Yes. So tell us about how you got into music, like, how I got into music. Uh, okay. Well, uh, my geez, how far back can I go? So when I was like maybe four, when I was like four or five, my parents bought me some Fisher Price keyboard, mm-hmm. a little piano. I played on that. I mean, that's kind of where I started. I mean, I played piano and keyboard. I just kind of everything is self-taught. So mm-hmm. I taught myself playing keyboard and piano. We had a little organ at home. I would just like play notes that I thought sounded like certain songs, and mm-hmm. I could play anything from like "Joy to the World," "The Twinkle Twinkle Little Star" when mm-hmm. I was a kid. And then uh, as I got older, I really wanted to play guitar. So that's really where it started for me was playing guitar. I got a guitar for, I don't want to say it was a birthday. It might have been a birthday, but mm-hmm. it was some cheap guitar. And I just wanted to, like, really make music. That was mm-hmm. what started it for me. I just wanted, like, people hear what I had to do on the instrument. And I plateaued really quick on guitar, even though I, like, wanted to start a band at, like, 13, 14, 15 as a guitarist. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't work out for me. So... Um, I kind of gave that up a little bit. I can still play. Like, I'm decent. Like, I'm not the best or the worst, but I'm, like, okay mm-hmm. at it. But uh, I actually, the funny story is I learned, I picked up drums, but I learned how to play it through playing rock band mm. on Dude, We've Xbox. heard that a yeah. lot. A lot of so, people, yeah. What happened was I bought the game, and I bought the, um, it came with, the, like, the little four-piece little plastic pad. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. Like, this is fun. But then, like, three weeks into it, I was like, well, I want something more. So... I went to Best Buy and bought this electronic kit where you can hook it up to your Xbox and play like your e-kit on there. It was like a little five or six piece uh, drum kit. So I played that and uh, that's pretty much how I taught myself. So anything you ever hear, anything that I've ever done is either watching videos of uh, people that I like kind of idolize or like want to imitate or Mm -hmm. anything like that. Or it's pretty much just me learning from playing a video game. I have never once heard about that kind of kit. Yeah, oh, like an electronic one. Yeah, no, one that would plug into your well it, Xbox oh, yeah. for, for a rock band. Well, it was meant for it. It was called an Ion Drum Rocker. It was at Best Buy. I won't forget this because I remember like I saw it online one time when a lot of people were playing like competitively because I'm competitive by nature mm-hmm. um, with a lot of things. So I was like, well, what can I do? Like, what do I? What can I do to have a better score or whatever? I was like, well, you can't play these plastic pads. They don't read the notes or whatever. Mm-hmm. You need to like buy this e kit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, how much is this? It was like three hundred dollars. And I was like, oh, boy. So I went in there, and I was just, I just picked it up and said, screw it. I said, I'm just going to hook it up. Okay. So it just, pretty much it's, it's compatible with Xbox. You just hook everything up and plug it in and play. So Is this kind of like a, uh, what's the what's the guitar one? 
Guitar Hero? Guitar Hero? No, well, there's an Rocksmith. Rocksmith, where you plug in a guitar. Well, and you yeah, learn I mean, it's, that that's like a real, real I want to yeah, yeah. compare it and say it's like uh, Rocksmith because, like, you're actually playing a real guitar. Yes. But uh, it's different with the rock band thing, with especially even with me playing with the E kit because, like, you're not still really playing a real drum, right. but mm-hmm. you're still playing, like, the cymbals and the pads and yes. the kick pedal. And it's like, I have a real kick pedal. Actually, the first pedal that I used for my old real drum kit was my rock band kick pedal. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah. It probably didn't sound that great. But uh, no. Improvise, adapt, overcome. No, but yeah. for real, I mean, but for real though, it's like uh, all that stuff uh, pretty much correlates to that like whole rocksmith thing. Because like, you know, if you think about it, you're playing the notes on a real guitar and it's registering it. Mm-hmm. And when I'm playing it on a drum game, whether it's real or not, like you're still hitting the, you're getting the muscle memory and hitting the mm-hmm. right patterns and stuff. So it's yeah. kind of similar. It's not the same, but yeah. So. I always felt like I'd be, when I was in second grade and I was all hopped up on Adderall and Zoloft and Ritalin and all those cool drugs, uh, I once. used to, I had my little pencil case and I used to like, right. and my teachers would always tell me I'd be right. a good drummer, but, and then many years down the road, I try to be a drummer and I can do the the arms, but as soon as Just I try feet. and throw the foot thing, the feet, yeah. I lose all rhythm. And yeah, like, man, oh, it's tough because like when I even first started playing uh, local shows around here, like. Um, before like the scene was actually like really thriving when mm-hmm. we first started uh, in Black Fowler four years ago, uh, I started coming across uh, other uh, drummers like uh, uh, like Chase Caldwell from uh, Humanity Levels One mm-hmm. and Mitch from Gun Hands is one. And I'm Mitch like, is crazy. I watch them play and I'm like, why am I even playing? <laughs> you know what I mean? But not and not a negative way. It's just like they're 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 really technical. They know what they're doing. You know, they they've made it their craft for so long. Mitch is also like, mean. <laughs> they, they've also been doing it for a lot longer than yeah. I have, so like I'm not too upset about it. And I know they put in a lot of time in it, but it like it gives me something to shoot forward to. But like with music, though, it's different because you don't have to be the best at something. Like if you can write music and it conveys the message, that's all that matters to me. Exactly. Which is would, yeah. which is weird because like I'm competitive by nature. Like I play online competitive video games. I play. Anything I do is super competitive, but when it comes well, to I'm me- not competitive. <laughs> I'm the most non-competitive person ever. I think is that a lie? Is I'm more non-competitive than you. I bet. I'm more, yeah. Oh yeah. I'm more non-competitive than everybody here. Is it non-competitive competition? How does it compete? Who's the laziest? Yeah. Who's lazy? Who's the laziest? No, but but seriously, though, like with, when it comes to music, for me, like I don't. It sounds like a cop out. Like I don't want to be the best, nor do I care. I just want what I do. I want someone to hear it and go, I feel it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I feel what you're doing. You don't have to be the best uh, musician to convey that message. And it's it's blatantly obvious in a lot of bands. It might not be the best band ever, but what they do resonates with you. Yeah, you know, I And would, that's really what it's about. I would go as far as to say that this may be a hot take, but uh, being technical doesn't mean you're great. You know, you can, For sure. you can be solid. Right, you know? uh, right. Like, look at Kurt Cobain. He wasn't an amazing guitar player, nope. but what he did was solid enough right. and it conveyed mm-hmm. a right. good solid message and it changed the world revolutionized the yeah. genre yeah for sure i agree with you 100 percent on that and that's my whole that's my whole point with it it's like i don't i don't care about being the best at something even though like i kind of want to but right mm-hmm. it sounds like i cop out too because i know that i'm not going to be but i'm selling myself short but it's not but i feel like i'm a better musician like i can write like mm-hmm. if someone comes up to me with like a guitar riff or a a baseline or an idea, I feel like that I can convey that message just as good mm-hmm. on my drum kit. Just because I'm not maybe as technically sound doesn't mean that I can't convey that message. Right. So, yeah. 
Was it a difficult transition from? Uh, I, we're gonna, I'm going to backpedal a little bit here, but when you say you started with piano and then you right. went, you tried to learn guitar, uh-huh. mm-hmm. was that a difficult transition? Because I've heard that it's kind of easy, like the layout's kind of the same. Well, is that I, true? Well, I was thinking this while you were talking about it. Um, for instrumentalists, piano is always recommended to be the first instrument the that foundation. you mess with because pianos make the transition smoother. Mm, okay. So it's always good to start, because I, exactly like you, right. I started playing piano and I moved from violin to guitar. And because mm. I could learn pitches before I was um, classically trained from right. the piano, that helped me recognize the different variances on string instruments. Because piano, you're gonna use a piano no matter what to always help with tuning. Right. If you don't actually have a tuner. Right. Um, and with piano too, even though there's so many keys, there's, um, what's the word? The spectrum of sound, I guess is what mm-hmm. you can call it. It makes it easier to pinpoint those for string mm. instruments as well. Because mm. piano is technically a string instrument. Yeah. Right. It's just a length, it's like a harp laid down. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, like, if anything, it developed for me was just a good sense of uh, 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 hearing. Like, I can, like, a pitch, yeah. like, pitch. Yeah. Like, I can hear, like, I can hear the note and I can resonate it in my ear and I can mimic it on a guitar like mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. on the fly probably not but i can hear it and at least figure it out mm-hmm. you know so that was the start of it i mean it wasn't i mean i just struggled with guitar because i have huge hands so it's like and it's probably a cop-out answer but jimmy hendrix had huge hands too. i had well okay sorry i'm not <laughs> i'm not jimmy hendrix okay but uh no him and uh stevie ray vaughn are probably one of my Ooh, two my two yes. favorite guitarists ever i will honestly go out on a not even on a limb i'll say that overall like feel wise like i like i love Jimi hendrix don't get me wrong but mm-hmm. stevie ray vaughn was probably the one that got me into wanting to play guitar more than anything mm-hmm. just because the feel and how he did it and it was just so effortless i mean mm-hmm. obviously with jimmy it was too but it was just like a different like southern type feel i guess yeah. i always had that kind of little southern root in yeah. me with it mm-hmm. but yeah man it's like uh it's it's not it, it's the same but not for me it's like i knew that i plateaued really fast at guitar like i i like everything i've done is ever self-taught i never really took lessons mm-hmm. so after three or four or five years of playing guitar i was like I'm not really getting any better. Like mm-hmm. I can be a rhythm guitar player. Like I'm decent. Like mm-hmm. I can be a rhythm guitar player, but I can't do the crazy solos that I wanted to do or like the leads or anything. So right. I was like, maybe I should look at a different instrument. So that's kind of when I started turning to looking at like drums or something. So hey, solid rhythm guitars are no, needed. yeah, always, yeah, for sure, for sure. I kind of regret that too because I think I could still play. I can play rhythm in a in a in a uh, in a band, rhythm guitar in a band. But mm-hmm. drums is where it's at for me. I just feel like I can kind of convey my message a little bit more mm-hmm. on how I want to do. I mean, I'm pretty predictable when it comes to playing, but that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It just means like I know I I feel what I'm doing mm-hmm. when it comes to like certain types of writing and whatnot. So I I always have an attraction to guitars, but I also feel like drums would be more fun because you get to fucking hit shit. Oh, drums are fun. You can just beat the shit out of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't have to worry about breaking stuff. Yeah. Unless you're Steve. <laughs> or, or, or is it is it Sven, is it Sven or Steve? It's bitch. I thought I, it's bitch. Hey, <laughs> I thought his name was I thought his name was Sven for like the first three or four years Dude, in the scene. Same. And so like when I met him, he was like I was like, What's up, Sven? And he like looked at me weird and I was like Oh, that's oh. your name on Facebook, right? Oh, I thought it was your name. He's like, oh, it's Steve. And I was like. That's what happened. We were at a oh, gas man. station. We're going to Raw. And David goes, Steve. I said, yeah, oh, like, who's Steve? Another person right. With us? <laughs> yeah, right? It's and no, like, it's Sven. You let me believe that. Yeah. And he goes, uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure I said Sven to him for a couple years. I'm like, hey, but like, it was always <laughs> questioned because I'd hear, see people call him Steve. And I was like, oh, maybe that's like a close friend thing. So I'd be like, right. hey, Sven. 
<laughs> but that's so, not even a nickname for Steve, is it? That's no, fine. that's not even. A it's just. I think it's just. He gives his own Facebook. nicknames. I'm pretty sure. Which is the coolest thing you can do is give yourself your own nickname. Does that count if you give yourself the nickname? No. <laughs> okay, good. People do it, but. I no, will give him credit, though. He, did, yeah. he, he did give me the nickname Big Sexy that has stuck around for some reason. I don't probably know why. But from Kevin Nash. You probably did, but you know what? I could, be, I could be Kevin Nash. It's cool. I don't have the long hair, though. You could, though. But I'm big. I could. Yeah, dude, I grew it. When we were on lockdown, I grew it out, and it, just, it was either a point where I hated it, but it was a point if I let it grow out, it could be okay, and I was like, no, I need to get a haircut. It's always fine. Everyone's like, oh, it looks bad. I like, it's going to look bad. There's always a phase where yeah. it looks weird. Yeah. You're going to go through the mullet stage. you got to power through. Because <laughs> then you get shit like this or like that. That's the golden lock. just got to fucking yeah. tough it out, man. I didn't. No, I to the listener, I pointed to my hair and Lex's hair. I, so. yeah, we, yeah, we didn't yeah, see that. We both didn't see I whip my hand back and forth. Mm-hmm. I used to just buzz my hair forever until like the last three or four years. I just Then I was like, hey, I grew my hair out really like – because my hair is like really thick, mm-hmm. so Same. it doesn't like really grow long. It just like goes like an afro. Ah. So I showed up one time to my barber, and I was like, just like do something, like do something. Fuck it. me up, fam. Like, yeah, <laughs> fuck me up, fam. Don't like, don't just buzz it. Because I would just go to a barber. I'm like, yeah, buzz it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, five minutes later, that's thirty dollars. And I'm like, just try something. Yeah. So they this got a good head of hair and like yeah. buzzing is a waste. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, and I'm not going. I'm not going bald anytime soon. So. I'm not worried about that. So isn't it nice to know you got that? Have you taken like a like a 23andMe thing to check because they can tell you if you're gonna have meal pattern baldness? What the hell was that? 23andMe under it's, it's like the, ancestry thing. Yeah, you spit in the oh. vial and they do the. And they let you know if like you're gonna get hair loss or not. Yeah, thank you. They uh, can absolutely tell. No, I don't think so because my brother, my youngest brother, is like me. His hair grows, and my middle brother is bald. Oh. And he was like pretty much bald, at like 24 or 25, and then me, like obviously, I'm not. And my dad, he's 64 or 5-ish. And he's not really balding. I mean, he's got a receding hairline, but he's not like going bald. He could grow his hair out if he wanted to. So, Is he a big music guy? Yeah, I mean, uh, him. I mean, honestly, him and my mom are the ones that got me into music. I mean, like, that's all we ever did. We'd have racks of CDs uh, in our house, and they would just listen to anything. I mean, just literally anything from Commodores to Cool and the Gang to... Mm. To uh, like I said, Stevie Ray Vaughan to Hendrix to Yes to this goes anywhere really mm-hmm. goes in to, to Heart, uh, yes. Aerosmith. Woo. I mean, I can go I can go any spectrum you want. I was mm-hmm. raised on everything, so <laughs> I was raised on literally everything. My dad actually loved Heart for a while. It's one of his favorite bands. So like mm-hmm. mine too. My uh, my uh, genre or my uh, my mindset of music is always out. Uh, Genesis, uh, Phil Collins, oh. obviously. So, Shout yeah. out to Phil Collins. Yeah, it goes, yeah. An, it goes anywhere, and he's a fantastic drummer. I still he's so sure. Oh, for sure. sure. Lex, Chris, and I, Phil Collins, and brought up. <laughs> <laughs> no. We all here at the Teen yes. Junkies podcast love Phil Collins, mm-hmm. for sure. And Tarzan soundtrack. And yes. Tarzan, for Tarzan sure. Tarzan changed the world. <laughs> I'm down to do a remake of that. I'll sing it. Oh, dude. Oh, hell yeah. Man. I mean, I can't, but I will uh, at some point. Don't try it. <laughs> I mean. Don't, don't do it. This we could do the Lion King one, too. Uh, I feel like everyone does the Lion yeah, King. Yeah, that's what we play. You know what we should do, though? Nightmare Before Christmas. I'm down. Yes. I could do it. Or we could do it. Someone could do it. There, wasn't yeah. there a, what was it, early 2000s that they did like a, they had like Corn and Marilyn Manson and all of them do like of, covers? Panic had a track on there, too. Panic did a cover on Panic of the Disco oh. did This is Halloween on that same CD. I've never heard of that. I never was it good? Well, fucking Ma- Manson did it. This is Halloween, didn't he? Well, Manson I a, did. I've heard I, that I one. Yeah. That one's track. really good. Oh. 
I didn't know that. Maybe they did it earlier than it. I may have only. Yeah, I may have only followed the bands that I was listening to at the time, like Mm -hmm. Corn. Fair enough. But yeah, I love that. Fallout Boy did like what's this? Yeah, I know Fallout Boy. I remember seeing Fallout Boy, but I don't remember Panic. I've literally never heard of any of this before. No. Yeah, me neither. No, I don't. Is it like on a CD or something? It was a CD. I'm going to look it up for you real quick. I'll have to give it. That sounded like a. NSFW content. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's... Uh, That's right. Nicholas is over by my area. Is it Nicholas or Nick? Whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> That's just a playlist. Let me see. Whatever you, whatever I want to call you. <laughs> Who do you want me to be? <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Well, in that case, for so, uh, eight ninety nine. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> so I'm not I, that expensive. No. We have four ninety nine. So I had a, a question. Um, okay. So you started with piano you moved to guitar and that kind of pushed you towards drums correct is there a specific style of drumming that you prefer or a specific because i know not everybody is going to use a huge like a whole drum kit for sure right um do you have like a sweet spot for you i mean like for me obviously like i i'm gonna go out there and just already admit that i'm not like a super technical drummer but Mm -hmm. um i can play anything to an extent within like my realm of what i know that i can play so Mm -hmm. i mean anything from rock to hard rock to metal i mean i can play metal i'm not gonna do 300 blast beats per minute Chase Mitch. I'm not going to do 300 <laughs> beats per minute gravity blast. Chase Mitch. Yeah. I'm not going to do uh, heel toe 300 beats per minute on drums. Chase, Chase Mitch. Mitch. <laughs> but yeah, so, but no, I mean, it's just like, for me, it's just a feel thing. I know I kind of like know my realm mm-hmm. of what I can play. And I just really try to dial that in because if I've learned anything, it's like you don't have to overcomplicate things. Exactly. With, with me having like, self-diagnosed bad ADD when I write and when I play music it's like I always feel like I have to be doing a thousand things and sometimes Mm -hmm. you just really don't have to and just let the other instruments play let the guitars do the work let the vocals hit where it needs to hit and then Mm -hmm. just let the drums hit where they need to hit you don't have to hit something on every single beat you know Mm -hmm. so if that's one thing I've learned is drumming which has benefited me because I can't not that I can't because it sounds like a cop-out, but what's helped me is like I know that I would want to let all the other instruments play and do their thing, and I can like kind of accent that versus like me being the focal point. So. Yeah. I, I always have qualms with people who think that every minute second of your song has to have mm-hmm. instruments right. blaring all at the same time. Like, no, nah, man, you can let mm-hmm. the instruments speak. It's and- hard, man. It's hard when you're, up, when you're up there and playing, especially like when you're performing and playing live. Mm-hmm. Because I, uh, I have a, I mean, it's probably a bad habit of every musician, but of playing everything really fast, like yeah. faster than normal, yes. just because, Speaking yeah, because the adrenaline's kicking in playing. and like, you know, the crowd's there and you're like, you're having a good time, you know, or whatever and, and all that stuff. But, uh, that's why we're pro in-ears because it helps, helps keep you grounded. Like, oh, cause, uh, especially with drummers, I know that mm-hmm. there's a lot of times you're just like, you're feeling it, you just kind of go a little right. faster. Well, yeah. well, you, you miss a lot of things too. Sometimes that has nothing to do with any sound people or anything mm-hmm. at all whatsoever, but it's like. I have hard hearing. I feel like I have hard hearing in my left ear, so I'm always like turning my one my one side of my face to hear a little Towards better. And sometimes the mix is just kind of awkward in the yeah. way the things are hitting on the in the uh, in the uh, speakers and whatnot, yeah. and the monitors. Yeah. So like sometimes it's, I've played shows. I mean, everyone has, but I played shows sometimes where I can't hear anything, and it's yep. not a knock on the sound guy. It's just yeah. sometimes I played shows I can't hear anything, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's just a straight feel. It's like I'm. I, I think I'm playing it at the right speed. And That's then, where practice comes right. in. Yeah, yeah right. Practice. The good old metronome. Yep. Yeah, right. That's for sure. 100. percent Yeah, I need to do. I need to do a little bit more with that. So, but uh, yeah. 
that album was called Nightmare Revisited uh, that we were talking about mm-hmm. earlier. And was that the oh, Nightmare Before Christmas one? Mm-hmm. Yep, and it's got uh, Marilyn Manson, the All American Rejects, Flyleaf, uh, Vitamin String Quartet, Corn, Rise Against, Yoshida Brothers, Amy Lee, RJD2, Plain White Tees. Yeah, and they just did the whole like soundtrack, and they all just covered it. Mm-hmm. But nice. I'll check that out. I've never Ooh. even heard of that. Yeah, yeah. it's on Spotify. Yeah, okay. yep. I like the Manson version of This Is Halloween. Mm-hmm. Of all people yeah, who yeah, would do I a really cover, like yeah, Manson yeah, would do I'll it give the you best. That. Yeah. I hate Manson. What? I cannot stand Marilyn Manson. Why not? I, I just used, did not like him. I used but to I mean, you don't like, like anything he does? Not even the fight song? No, I think... That's I, like the worst, I think. I think well, I might like the beautiful people. You don't like that either. I said I might like that. Okay. But everything else, I think like you don't the like the dope. Sh- you don't like the dope show. You don't like the dope show. No, I don't like him. I don't like him at all. Well, okay, never so have. that's fair. You're so, all right. Okay, well, f- just because I know you're an avid fan, yes. Chris. For Mar- I used to not like him at all. I didn't like his image. I didn't like his sound. I didn't like him at all. But then I grew up. His music. <laughs> I like that subtle jab she just no. shot. His, his music is still, it's still not my favorite, but I've Same. come to really, really love. Like respect it. Mm-hmm. No, I've come yeah. to no, I've come to really love him as an individual. He's so I love smart. his message. I love how he's he, really smart. Exactly mm-hmm. how he executes his ideologies and how mm-hmm. he is able to maintain professionalism mm-hmm. under pressure. Pro individualism. And in he's yourself. exactly. And he's yeah. I I like him. Yeah. But I can still respect him as a musician. His, his sound is not a favorite, but mm-hmm. I don't. But you can respect who he is. Exactly. And what he does, right? Yeah. Well, I yeah, I think too in the night in the nineties, like he like that was a big topic. Like where people were like, oh, devil music. They blamed exactly. him and worship music. Yeah, 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 they blamed him for the Columbine shootings. Because of how he looks right. and mm-hmm. what he portrays, but people are like what you're saying. Right. Stop. Those aren't the reasons I don't like him. I just oh. do not. That's well, what, I, I mean, elaborate no, on why you don't like him. Well, I wasn't prepared for this. I just wanted to admit, okay. I wasn't but prepared for this either, but here I am. you don't like him. Okay, a couple years ago, um, he was trying to be edgy and shit, and he brought like a fake AR and pointed out his crowd. I was like, oh, I get what you're trying to do, but that's fucking stupid, dude. I mean, he is edgy. He's been edgy no, since 91. No, he's trying too hard to be edgy. Yeah, I think he's hard. an asshole, and I don't think he's, a, I don't think he's smart. Well, he's smarter than he gives credit. And a couple years ago, when shit fell on him, I was hoping he would never be able to do anything anymore. <laughs> so your qualm is that you don't like you don't like his props. I don't. I don't like his shock value. You can do more by not trying to shock people. If you really want to make a difference, there are better ways to do it. But he's been in shock rock. Uh, Alice Cooper's shock rock, mm-hmm. right? No, Alice Cooper is tame compared no, to No, Alice Cooper was shock rock back in the 70s. I mean, Alice yeah. I mean, Cooper like, is the pre-Manson. Yeah. Right, but I mean, but I mean, if you're... <laughs> no, I really don't. It's, uh, why? I don't. Why? Because I feel like I'm getting ganged up. No, on. you're not. Because oh, if you're no. comparing Alice Cooper to Marilyn Manson, it's night and day to me, honestly. They're very different, they're, but they're they the, are shock the, rock. The, yeah, they have the same... It's just different uh, Yeah, areas. they have the same, but I think definitely that Marilyn Manson is way more extreme. But Absolutely. Alice Cooper was extreme for in the seven, in the mm-hmm. 70s for, for his time, so, so, was, so it catapulted people like Marilyn Manson. So was yeah. Queen yeah. and the Beatles Brian yeah. right. during Marilyn their time. Marilyn Manson's Brian Griffin from Family Guy. He tries to <laughs> act like he's so edgy and philosophical, but no, he. there's nothing... Okay, um... Some underground issue of fucking New York fashion magazine. Mm. That's what he reads and then says, oh, I'm so much like more woke than you. So I don't know. He's just a piece of shit to me. If I could give you some homework. I don't want any Marilyn Manson homework. I'll take Coldplay homework. No, no, I'm not saying I'm not Marilyn. saying to listen to his music. I'm saying to go listen to him speak mm-hmm. as a person. Go listen to him debate you, versus yeah, Bill O'Reilly. He did, and you'll hear how educated me, he yeah. is. 
and his his actual message. Dude, I don't love his music either. Don't get it mm-hmm. wrong. And I don't yeah. like I don't like idolize him or anything. But like I've as I've gotten older, I've learned to like respect who he kind of was and mm-hmm. who he is. Yeah, I'm not gonna vouch for him now because now he's an old drunk alcoholic and he's 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 going down a slippery slope right now. When he was on Mark Maron's podcast right. last year. He came in drunk, and Mark Maron was not happy. I mean, what do you do when you when you've been you've done it all? I mean, like you know, you can't like just be that forever. No, and yeah, you're gonna fall off or change at some point. Well, it's it's nice to see somebody who's so mainstream because in reality, his music is huge Mm -hmm. all over. But a mainstream artist having ideologies that I personally like have for myself because he's oh even since the '90s he's been vouching for you know women's rights and whatnot, and Mm -hmm. that's what I mean. Like I like him as a person because he's not just someone having underlining messages in his lyrics and then not actually having that in his day-to-day life yeah. i just yeah. rather listen to somebody else with the same views then yeah who you see on stage is not who he is yeah and i get right. it the yeah, shock interviews. value can be a little overwhelming right. absolutely you don't, don't want to see of, that every right. time you try to get a good message mm-hmm. across. like he did it right after the major shooting like a, a mm-hmm. major shooting with the thing i just told you about right like, was that in 2016 i think 16 17 yeah. I don't right know. I was like i wasn't i didn't care about him care for him much before that i was like oh dude why Dude, I'm not dogging you for that opinion at all. Oh, yeah, no, no, absolutely I'm not. not. I, yeah, I was, I was more curious as to why you have your yeah. stance. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got their own opinion. I like him in Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> I haven't seen <laughs> one episode. The small part that he had. I mean, yeah, because it was small. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, we've heard of bands that do the same kind of thing for shows where there's extreme shock value, but right. they're also like more. incredibly like racist, sexist, mm-hmm. homophobic, and they openly talk about it and they have the shock value it's like i'd rather have the shock value and a good message rather mm-hmm. than the shock value and this exactly right. i mean i get where you're coming do you like guar yeah I really guar do. imitates disemboweling people on stage and they spray the crowd with that person's okay, blood but like, that's been their thing from the beginning <laughs> right Marilyn and it's Manson's been manson's thing, from the, thing be- for the beginning from the beginning for him it's just like yeah look weird no, he, uh, he i'm gonna talk about dark things pin himself but up on the cross starting to lose my relevancy uh, now I'm gonna start getting edgier. No, he's Talk always been edgy. He's always been edgy, bud. Well, then we could say the same thing about Madonna. Right. She's been doing it for what? Don't 50- you talk shit about Madonna? <laughs> <laughs> this is where he draws like, uh, How dare you slander yeah, Madonna? Now so, you fired him up. Yeah, but it's just like, you, like every artist at some point has done something edgy. Right. He just is the extreme of yeah. the extreme. He, yeah, and yeah. But you got to think though, he really creeped the fuck out of people. Oh, yeah. Like when, for sure. like then in his time, like like you said, like how Madonna was when she did like uh, what when she did that thing on the MTV Music Awards when she did like a version or whatever. Mm-hmm. That was like literally one of the craziest things you could do on live TV. And now mm-hmm. that's like now in 2020, it's child's play. Yeah, there's like, nothing what people now. Do right. Yeah, we got music videos of people just having it. Yeah, literally having sex ass. on just, TV and yeah. shit. You also right, have to think right. too. How did Marilyn Manson open up that? you know vulnerability mm-hmm. to his audiences and how that right. influenced other artists to try That's to be sure. more exposing right. because yep. it goes against the heteronormative ideology that we expect from artists like oh you have to be clean cut and have a good sound always yeah his uh what was it cover of mechanical animals he mm-hmm. fucking got absolutely in that tight suit and yep. looked like a gender neutral being exactly mm-hmm. and that right. was that was huge yeah. because people weren't doing things mm-hmm. like that now now no, artists are those, more welcoming of that efforts I, I mean like i appreciate that kind of stuff i just don't like him that's no cool, and dude. that's You're why fine. i'm explaining like, I, I, that's why i, I, I like him. i applaud like his uh willingness to be controversial mm-hmm. in some areas but sometimes when you already know what he's about 
You're saying the gimmick gets old. The gimmick we say like a one-trick pony or something. And he tried so hard to hold on to the relevancy of That's it. Cool. That's cool. That's fair. I mean, you I gotta, can respect you gotta your keep opinion. that paycheck yes. coming, man. You gotta yeah. do something. And I, I mean, think too, works, he's keeping it going because social change is really slow here in America. So it's like, oh, I'm a comedian. I'm a white comedian. But I mean, look where we're at now in 2020. People listen to me anymore. Look how slow things are changing. Exactly. Yeah. I'm getting kind of sweaty. That argument got a little heated. It's all good, though. We all got a little toasty. I have a black eye. <laughs> it's all you say good. you have a black eye or you're a black guy now? Oh, no. no. Who's I that think. lady who said that she... What was it? Transracial? Is that the lady? The... No. I'm, uh, I have no idea. I'm cis-racial, I guess. <laughs> cis-racial? Uh, is that even a real thing? If trans-racial is going to be a thing, I'm cis-racial. Trans-racial? I've Ooh, never heard of that. I don't I've seriously never heard of that, for the record. Rachel Dolezal. A white woman who portrayed herself as black, accused of welfare. That girl with the black hair or whatever. Dude, she was all over the news. Fucking she? Isn't she like a white person, but she said she's black or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I guess like when I whatever. say cis racial, I am, I accept and claim the race I was yeah. and am, right, <laughs> when I was born. But I think a lot of people do too, but they're but they're not accepted. Hence of what's going on today. What's up, everyone? It's Chris from the Tune Junkies podcast. So I don't know about you, but I'm not much of a car guy. In fact, I've often referred to myself as automotively literate which makes it difficult when my car needs work because I find it hard to trust someone with something I don't know anything about. Well, I'm here to tell you I found just the guy. Automedic is a trustworthy name in the car repair game and convenient. I was able to set up an appointment for while I was at work. Just handed over the keys, went back to work, and 30 minutes later, boom, my oil was changed and they even topped off my fluids. Automedic is a mobile house call automotive triage service. No mess. No fuss, no hassle. On location oil changes, brake jobs, and more. So next time your schedule is booked solid, but your car is really needing some attention, give Automedic a call. Find them on Facebook and schedule your appointment today. Tell them the Tune Junkie sent you for 10% off your next service. I think we should we'll close out with it. Yeah, yeah. about 15 minutes. We can. We're the the real issues. I thought we had like two hours left. Two Don't hours. You have to work in the morning. <laughs> What's work? That's true. The thing that you this is do. work we're talking. Work is that thing I used to do two months ago. I mean, but I, now I haven't done. I just have to like show up. Yeah. March twenty fourth. I just have to show up and do my job. <laughs> Not a big deal. Where is it that you work? Uh, I work at Heartland. Do uh, the, okay. R, the RV industry. So. Oh, nice. You do the whole. Oh, so you, if you guys are back to work, why the fuck aren't I back to work? Dude, I don't even. I make know. parts for you guys. Where do you work? Lippert. Lippert. Yeah. You guys aren't working? My plan isn't. Didn't you have people test positive for COVID or something? Well, that Dude, who knows? <laughs> Dude, that Wouldn't look. that be horrible to hear it from somebody <laughs> who doesn't work there? <laughs> Your plan has Well, dude, if we've learned anything with this whole like COVID that thing. That dude like, that you hugged every morning and evening. <laughs> yeah. If we've learned anything with this whole COVID thing, I mean, we can have our own opinions on it, which I mean, I'm strongly opinionated on what I believe about it, but mm-hmm. it yes, should be. It literally proves that we have no fucking idea what we're doing. Exactly. Because like where I work, it's like you have to wear a mask and get checked and get your temperature mm-hmm. taken. And then you have to wear your mask while you're at work. But then when you go to break, you can take your mask off where you work yeah. in the same position oh my God. and or take you... it off. So it's like you're literally not doing anything anyway. Who like, was it? Oh, why, why are you wearing the mask? You know what I yeah. mean? Like, that's what I'm saying. Who was it in the group chat that was like, uh, 
they went to they went to B Dubs and they're like, oh, you can't come in without a mask. And be like, okay, well, what do I do when I eat? And they're like, oh, you can take it off of your table. And like, well, yeah. then what's the fucking point, dude? That's what, mm-hmm. dude. That's literally how it happened. Uh, me and my wife, when we go to my like, we go, we go, <laughs> me and my wife, we go to Hacienda a couple times a week and get you know, uh, margarita and some you know free chips. I'll smash like four bags. Okay, I'm glad you chip, said but... margaritas because if you were gonna say yeah. you like the food, I'm like, dog, there's better places. No, I mean I'm there for. The, I mean I'll eat there, but I like I'm down for the free chips. But yeah, well, I'll take them. Fun different. story. We're but, known as the wet burrito no. bandits. At the wet burrito bandits. Yes, to, it's, it's an inside joke. No one else knows, but <laughs> we so are the wet burrito bandits. We've talked about it enough times. Yeah. Though. One thing musically, uh, I, I, we got your history. I, we didn't really talk about Black Valor all that much. We're not supposed to. No, I mean no. we. I mean well, we can. It's not like a, it's not a. You I told mean, me earlier not. I to. mean I did. It's just like I mean I'm the state of it. Like I don't really know. We just kind of uh, people have gone their own ways. Obviously Drew is in Phil Spear and you know I'm venturing out and uh, keeping my options open and doing other things it's not like the, it's over or anything it's just so just to keep it kind of is on like a I want to say just like a slight hiatus I guess because we haven't really mm-hmm. communicated about doing anything with right. Black Valor since like last August it's not like we've all have gone out and said like we're done and it's over but you know sometimes shit just happens and sometimes breaks happen you so know, I guess so. the two big things that I feel like uh, would be necessary in a an interview like this would be sure uh, what did you get from Black Vire? What did you learn? Stuff like that. And then, uh, just I'm just saying what, what I want to cover. And then mm-hmm. afterwards, like, what is it that you hope to do in the future? Right. Like, do you have, do you have yeah. your hands in any pots, right. or you do you have your own solo well, shit working on or projects? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, what I've learned with anything with everything from Black Valor is like you can things cannot work out the way that you expect like you don't expect them to but still be cool with everyone like mm-hmm. i have no negative things to say with anyone in that band at all it just whatsoever fizzled out. yeah it's, i mean for right now it's just kind of fizzled out and it is what it is like they were i mean i got married last year uh they were all thank yep. you they were all uh nice. invited to be in my wedding you know and uh some people decided not to partake for not reasons like like i don't want to be in it just for reasons and mm-hmm. it's fine mm-hmm. i love those guys they were they're my friends and they will always be my friends and it's just if, if i've learned anything from being in a band is it doesn't have to be so negative all the time it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be yeah. so shitty it's like sometimes shit just runs its course it's course for now and if it comes back it comes back and if not i mean there's no negative things because i didn't even think i was ever going to be in a band yeah mm-hmm. you know i'm 34 now i was in my first band four years ago i had just turned 30 mm-hmm. i was literally giving a day over 29 was that thank you it's the, it's the beard <laughs> it's if the i beard. actually if i shave the beard i lose a lot of years so you'd be like i probably look younger than you but no, for real, like uh, what I've learned is just uh, don't ever stop. Like just because something doesn't work out the way you think mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to always end negative. Like, like I said, all those people that I've met uh, in that or that are in that band are my friends. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't have met you guys or 90 percent of the music scene if it wasn't for that band. So yeah. I'm grateful for that. So um, that's what I've took. That's what I've taken away from that. And uh, just to don't stop and just. Don't put your uh, don't put your dreams based on your age and how old you are. I mean, like I'll still do this when I'm 40, 50, 60. Until mm-hmm. I'm dead, I'm not going to stop doing it because music is what I love to do. Mm-hmm. You are black you know. belt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was that big guy behind the drums. But no, for real. So like, uh, and now I'm uh, I'm just keeping my options open. You know, uh, people know that I'm a drummer, and I'm just like you know venturing in other uh, avenues. And you know, have whatever. you put it out there though? Oh yeah, I mean okay. it's I mean it's it's pretty I mean it's pretty obvious that I don't want to stop drumming. I mean. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been asked a couple of times to start certain things and uh, a couple of times have been some hangouts and whatever and just jam and see what happens and go from there. So, I mean, it's not like uh, anything negative. It's just I'm not I'm not going to stop what I want to do. You know, uh, 
based off what's going on with my previous band. Like I said, like we're just like probably on a break, maybe mm-hmm. a hiatus, maybe we're done. I don't even know, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to stop wanting to play drums and mm-hmm. making music. So, and given your openness to the music that you like, right. you're pretty open to any genre to play. Right. Yeah. I'm pretty open to play whatever, man. Like, uh, um, anything from punk to metal to hardcore to really anything like Folk? just, do you Is like it? to play folk? <laughs> no. She's like, if I could play, if I could play some folk drums, then you best believe I would do. I've been it. trying All to get a, a washboard and a one I snack. Do it. No. I, do it. I would do it. I would do it. I've been trying to get a folk band going for like the like since I moved here five years ago. I've been trying to get back to get a folk band, but no one ever well, around here wants to play that. I'm like, oh, you're, so in, you're in the wrong area. There I are know. parts of Indiana. If you want a drummer good. for a folk band, I'll at least try out. Folk yeah. band where the person playing the washboard is actually cleaning the rest of the members' clothes. <laughs> That's true. And those are all sweaty and nasty. Oh. But yeah, like I'm not like I said, I'm never going to stop doing what I want to do uh, when it comes to music. And uh, uh, some of the people in uh, Black Valley are venturing elsewhere. Obviously, it's apparent that Drew's doing. And Phil Spewer and I have wish him nothing but the best and mm-hmm. anything like that. So he's like in the same boat that I am. And obviously he's multi-talented. He was a phenomenal vocalist and he's a phenomenal guitar player. He's not stopping. And he's just like me. I'm not going to stop. You know, I mean, he's obviously a lot younger than me, but uh, that isn't, you can't put your age to uh, a time frame on what you want to do, you know, with your dreams or musically. Of so, course. Yeah. yeah. So that's just pretty much how I feel about it. There's no bad blood or nothing about it. It's just, uh, like I said, sometimes things run their course and it is what it is. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's pretty much it. And that's like, that's the best way to kind of move on mm-hmm. to transition. Right. Even right. if you guys are not technically moving on from right. each other, where it's so smooth and there's no it negative wasn't energy. It was an ugly break. Exactly. Oh, no, for sure. It wasn't. It yeah. wasn't. It was just like we were going to take some time off and decide what we wanted to do. And then we didn't, like, all of us are guilty. We didn't really communicate what was going on and it just kind of happened. So sometimes it's it that uh, strengthens <clears throat> because you go out and do right. your other thing. Right. Mm-hmm. You get more experience and then you have. Then you come back. You come right. back with, like, yo, right. I, I wrote ideas. this. Right. Or I came yeah. up with this yeah. when I was away. Right. And, and I'm never I'm never ruling that out by any means at all whatsoever. We not, None of us have ever came to the agreement that it's done or over with. So, I mean, uh, right now what I'm doing is I'm just continuing to progress as a musician. And wherever that takes me, it takes me. Mm-hmm. That's really all that I can say about it. So Hell yeah. Yeah. That's the same situation, like, happened to Fall Out Boy. They were gone and done with. And then Patrick Stump did his own stuff on the side. Mm-hmm. They came back, and I saw them in Chicago. Amazing. But they, ca- they came back with more experience, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. a wider yeah. ability, like a better ability to access more styles mm-hmm. if that makes sense mm-hmm. right so it was it was nice to see a change so yeah mm-hmm. that's what kind of gives me hope about like all these bands that were bands in like the early 2000s and then you know died out in like 2010 2011 right. a lot of those bands are coming back and mm-hmm. i'm like i have high hopes i'm like oh you've had all this time to like experience right. stuff try other right. things and you come back and like with a new fire but then mm-hmm. there's also the other side where it's we like did nothing for the past they're going years. to try <laughs> too hard and they're gonna right. try and live up to that the big album and right it's like, eh, i mean it's you're not that person anymore you're mm-hmm. not gonna be able to do that it's hard with musicians too because like i mean like for me personally like a big example of that is under oath like under oath is one of my uh, favorite bands ever and like i just personally i can't get into their new shit i just yeah. can't i yeah. do i hate it no but i've listened to it multiple times and it's just i can't 
I can't like get into it. Like, mm-hmm. I, and they were one of the forefathers of me getting into that style of yeah. music. You know, yep. it was Under Oath and Every Time I Die and August Burns Red mm-hmm. and uh, Mal- and Malian and the Sons of Disaster and the Sons of Disaster and Norma Jean and all those bands Haste and the day. and Haste the Day for yeah. sure. Um, all those bands like were a huge impact on me for like that's what gravitated me towards going to that style of music. But mm-hmm. sometimes it just doesn't pan out that way you know uh, later like uh, bring me the horizon is an obvious one like I, <laughs> dude i loved bring me the horizon oh when pray God. for yes. place came out and when uh suicide, uh, suicide season? season came out yeah. and uh uh what was i can't think of the don't other know one a single song the one with the two uh what you don't no, know a single don't song a single, oh i do actually it's like, the one, one with song the by uh bring me the i do know one bring me the horizon song mm-hmm. It's the one with the guy on it. It's like the black and the white. I, I, I can't like, think of that like album. The, the I know the album. Yeah. I know like Suicide Season looks like. I just, right. I just know one song by them ever. But that one, and like honestly, like I thought they kind of fell off after mm-hmm. Sempaternal, which yeah. is like, I love that album though. Like I think Sempaternal is a phenomenal album. And there's they have a couple good songs off their, their album after that, but then I listen to their stuff after that and I'm like, that. It's not for me. Yeah. I don't hate them. Like, dude, I get it. Like, I get it. It's not for me. You gotta, you gotta, <laughs> at the end of the day, you gotta sell your product and you gotta make money. Like, sometimes music yeah. at the end of the day is a business, and a lot of people sometimes fail to realize that. And sometimes you have to go to other venues and other, uh, other aspects of your musicianship or whatever you want to call it to mm-hmm. make that type of money because sometimes it's not there where you're at or that certain genre that you're portraying or whatnot. So, and it also stands to reason, for example, a day to remember. Right. Like they have changed, they've changed their sound, and not a lot, not a lot of the diehards are right. for it. But right. you also have to keep in mind they've been doing that Forever. sound for twenty years. Yeah, that probably gets boring. You're gonna have to change at some point yeah. too. Like honestly, like for me, like I got a lot of shit for it for for a while because I got into them. I got into all these bands, some of these bands late, like. Mm-hmm. I got into a day to remember almost when Common Courtesy came out. Oh, so yeah. Like, we're late to the party. Yeah, like, we're we're so late to the party. I mean, but I mean, like, I heard from those who have a heart and the yeah. one and Homesick, obviously, but like yep. the one that, like, the CD that I bought from them was uh, Common Courtesy, That's which a I love. And really I love that album. album. But then I went back and I was like, I can see where they had moved and progressed as mm-hmm. musicians. Yeah. And, you know, and I don't really hate anything that they've done either. Mm-hmm. And the same with, like, every time I die, like, for me, a lot of people love. Hot Damn. They say Hot Damn is their best CD from yep. uh, Every Time I Die. I call me Tid, but whatever. Yeah. But uh, for me, uh, it was Gutter Phenomenon, but now I love the new Junk Aesthetic. Like, that album to me fucking slaps. I don't care what anyone says. Like, but, and even their newer stuff, like even like Low Teens, I didn't even like that mm-hmm. album that much, but I re-listened to it and now I like it. So it's like, you know, people's uh, perspective of music and their taste will change sometimes over time. So like, you can't just like listen to something one time and like love it or hate it. You yeah. have to give it a couple listens. And so. you also have to like, it, you got to learn to not go into a new album expecting it to be the last that, one. Exactly. I think that's the biggest problem with, I want to say, music elitist, so to speak, yes. is like you'll hear a band that says, oh, they're coming out with this new album or whatever, and then their hopes are so set on it sounding like what they did. or Their favorite album yeah, from four years right. ago. Yeah. Or yeah. like when, when bands say, this is the heaviest thing we've wrote. And I know that can be kind of overplayed sometimes because then you hear it and you're like, this isn't heavy. Yeah. But sometimes they're using right. it to sell. Which <clears> is right. why I'm scared. But overall, but overall though, like I've heard people say stuff like that with bands and then they, they have this uh, mindset of what it's supposed to sound like and they don't have an open ear of what it yeah. what it is. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. they end up hating it without even giving it a chance. They go into it with right. uh, expectations right it's like, you right. have no i fucking right. have no idea what it's gonna be right yeah. for sure i think it also helps if the audience is over 
you know, over the years start listening to other music genres mm. because I was into A Day to Remember with their first album mm-hmm. and their latest album, they have more of an electronic sound and I know a lot of diehard poppy. Yeah. Right. A lot of diehard fans hate it. They absolutely despise it. But for me personally, right. I have gravitated to loving electronic music. Mm-hmm. So right. I'm okay with their like. So you kind of, of evolved with them, so exactly. to speak, right? And it, like, I think that's kind of a huge deal with your audience. Is like, if you get a person that just listens to the same style of music for 20 years and never ventures out into other genres, I feel like they're the ones that might have that really, really strict standard. Right. Like you're not the playing hard. Now, you're not good. Man. Yeah. Well, I mean, do you really want to be a band and pump out the same shit over and over again? I mean, like as a musician, I'm telling you, I wouldn't. Worked out for Red Hot Chili Peppers. I mean, okay. eleven times. First of all, maybe. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Has changed their sound. You know they were from the '80s, man. Oh, and they they made the some... same eleven albums, and nobody noticed. <laughs> what's the last album you listened to? What's the first? I, I, what's I, the first tell you album? Because they're all the same. What's the first album you listened to? You One know about Mother's Milk. Like all the rest. You know about uh, uh, One Hot One Hot Minute. No, you don't. Because you think sound it's funny. Just like Stadium Arcade. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> you only know about that early 2000s stuff. You gotta go back. Honestly, I'm the same. I mean, like I know, give it away and all that stuff, and by the way, or not by the way, that's newer, but uh, but those under the bridge, yeah, under the bridge and stuff like. I mean, but uh, they're radio to me though. But to me though, they are the one band that I honestly like. I love them, but I've never like bought any of their shit. (laughs) I've never bought any of their albums. Like, and I mean that like Like, with the most respect. I've never like bought any of their albums. But anytime I hear a song on the radio. I know all the words too, yep. and I sing along to it. Because they're I've, good. But I've never, I've never bought out of my a Red way Hot Chili Peppers album. To them, mm-hmm. even though. They're right. also really great live. I think uh, I'm sure I, they I are. I, I had fun playing "Suck My Kiss" on Guitar Hero. I mean, their drummer looks like Will Ferrell too. So, for <laughs> Flea. <laughs> no, their drummer. No, he's drummer. the bassist. Oh yeah, their drummer Drum- looks like Will Ferrell. What's the drummer's name? I, I can't think of the drummer's name. It's called Wolf. Wolf. Yeah, they're all just named Wolf after birds. I'm just kidding. But no, back to what you were saying though about how how bands change. Like though, like with the day to remember, like you were saying earlier, like you can tell that they've had that they've had that uh, roots in their music, mm-hmm. but they kind of gravitated more towards doing that because like when I heard like Common Courtesy and even like Homesick and all those uh, other albums of theirs, like you could hear the pop and the punk, and then you could mm-hmm. hear the heavy and the yep. breakdown, mm-hmm. and maybe they just wanted to shift more towards the pop and the punk and but people that love them have loved both of them so it's like mm-hmm. if you're gonna if you're gonna hate them then you you gotta hate them for who they are you know like they did both of that well and maybe they just wanted to do more of one for this album you if know? i was being honest with myself i would tell i would tell me that day to remember is doing the exact same thing that the used did bert got to a point to where he knew if I keep going the way I'm going, I'm going to lose my voice. Right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, so he stopped screaming. I mean, that's what Ali Sykes did for Bring Me the Horizon, yeah. too. He couldn't mm-hmm. sing. Oh, and I feel like scream. that's probably right. what Jeremy's doing. He's like, I'm going to focus more on my vocals so I can do this for right. longer. And exactly. he can sing. I mean, he's, he's got a, a good voice. Yeah, he's oh, yeah. a great vocalist, right, for sure. So See, my argument with that, I'm not trying to start shit. I'm saying, like, if you're not able to make the same music you could anymore, I'm not saying stop making music, but give it a different name from now on. It, it, that's a hot take, Nicholas, and I appreciate that. I appreciate your hot that take. That is a hot I'm take. I'm saying, like, um, maybe not call it a day to remember anymore. A day to, f- to forget? Yeah, even if it was, like, a play of words, it could yeah. be funny. But, yeah. like, I'm mm-hmm. just saying, like, if you're not making the, see, prime you're saying ADTR, if it doesn't even maybe sound, not call it that. You're saying if it doesn't even sound like the band that they were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To change Green Day shouldn't be called Green Day anymore. 
Well, not, yeah, not after that. Actually, last time honestly, speaking of, I heard a Green Day song yesterday on the radios from 2020, and my wife and I were driving home, Why? and she said, "Who the fuck is this?" I'm Ooh, not even lying. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was on the They're bear, like, but fucking, it was something Ooh. from like 2020. Is I don't know. Yeah. yeah, she goes, "Who the fuck is this?" Yeah, and Green I said, "My favorite band." And I don't think it should be called Green Day anymore. Green Day, are you like trolling me or being for real? No, I'm being for real. He's a diehard Green Day fan. <coughs> so you agree that their new shit is not it's something? It's trash. It's trash. Yeah. Oh, it's trash. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, it's trash because it's trash under the name Green Day. But if it was something else, then I it'd think be okay. it'd be solid. But mm-hmm. going into it expecting Green Day, I don't think, yeah. I don't think no he's winner. wrong sometimes because sometimes bands change so much. Like you yeah. can't even name the band that band anymore. Yeah. So like yeah. I get it. Like, how I get can you call yourself? Okay. I get where you're coming I respect, from. I have all the respect in the world for Queen, but how can you call yourself Queen when Adam Lambert's friend? Okay, okay. First well, no, of no, 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 first no, 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 let me finish. Nothing against Adam Lambert. Here we go. Nothing against Adam Lambert. This is a saying. good episode. He's not Freddie Mercury. That's true. Oh, that is true. Oh, obviously, absolutely not. But I will say. Same thing with Journey. Oh, but, but he's, that dude sounds he's, exactly yeah, like, yeah. Sounds like but No, but for the record, yeah, he does sound fucking phenomenal. Yeah. And he's so, Filipino. Yeah, he sounds, <laughs> he's, he's he sounds literally Filipino. just like yeah, him. So, for sure. so he can still call himself dirty. I, I agree with the statement that you made. Like, how are you queen if you don't have Freddie Mercury? Because Freddie Mercury was, he's, he's the guy. Yeah. You know him, you know the band. But because you replace one member of the band, so that just completely disregards all the other instrumentalists well, that's that's true. that have been in it for that's decades. Because I mean, are you going to be called Queen if the guitarist dies, or, exactly. or, or if the bassist leaves, or someone no, else? No, nothing leaves? against Brian May and all them, but you know, people didn't come to see Brian May. <laughs> that's true. They that's came true. to see Freddie Mercury. Yeah. But he's also some just of them came the... to see Queen. Just in general, yeah, because they, they still but have Queen's not Queen anymore without they, Freddie Mercury. That's not true though. The they band still is have, still Queen. They still have the same. I see what you're saying. Freddie Mercury was the pull. Right, he was the big, and guy. he's what pulled everybody's yeah. attention to the band. But the band without him still has the same mm-hmm. sound, still the same caliber, professionalism, the still ability. Still the same songs, just not the vocals. Exactly. I think it would have done better if instead of saying Queen with Adam Lambert, I would have put. Adam Lambert performing Queen songs with the former members. See, but, but that's so disregarding see, of the that, former members. For sure, and it doesn't. And, it, and for that, for sure, I agree with you 100. It doesn't sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a hard. If you say, sell. "Oh, it's, oh, it's, it's Queen, Adam Lambert it's covering Adam. Queen songs with the original members of Queen," that shit will not sell as them saying it's Queen. Yeah, yeah. that's my opinion. Yeah, that's more like for Adam Lambert fans to mm-hmm. look right. at Queen members. But you also have to think too, like as much as I love Freddie Mercury and have so much respect for him. He didn't play all those instruments that the members themselves played. Yeah. So he's just what, penis, right? Um, he's. I, I know he has announce he a pianist. Yeah, a pe- a no, pe- that's how you pronounce it. No, I, I, oh, I mumbled it. No, he was, like a, he was a he was a pianist. Fowlis. for sure. Pianist. Um, but like, how long would it have taken Freddie Mercury to be able to convey exactly what he wanted to do and with his artistry right. without having musicians that were right. the same they caliber within their own sure. in, with their own? So, in that case, let's throw Dave Grohl in front of uh, let's say the Beatles let's call it the Beatles well there aren't enough Beatles to do that and uh, I don't know Dave Navarro Dave Dave Navarro from (laughs) fucking Jane's Addiction yeah there you go they're they're with the other members of the Beatles so they're the Beatles now right 
No, because there's only two Beatles. They're, yeah, but if I just filled the other with two. With Queen, and, there was three members and one stranger. Now you're saying it's that. that so, but, what okay. you're saying is the the what, them crooked vultures with Dave Grohl and the dude from uh, Zeppelin, right. which is like no, a yeah, super I was group. Like, oh, so it's got to be like a majority thing yeah. for it to still be the same band. Yeah, unlike unlike uh, what's that Chelsea Grin or a Mirror where. It should be a very different band because there's like no original members anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, like, I'm playing John Mayer songs. I'm John Mayer now. Dude, I'm not. You I'm fucking not saying wish. You're, I'm not saying you're wrong. I get your perspective yeah, on it for I sure. I just think I really do think though. Like I'm not being a cop out. I think it just matters on what is changing and the severity of it changing. Mm-hmm. I mean, like yeah, you're taken away from Queen if someone else is singing Queen songs, but it's still queen mm-hmm. yeah it's not but it is you know what i mean like the same with journey like definitely what you call it then queen the not but it is tour. <laughs> <laughs> not Feature, really but kind of featuring journey they're not journey yeah. but it is yes but not really <laughs> but dude that, that that guy from journey sounds so good he might as well just be in dude journey. he is you so and he's way and he's way and he's way less of a dick than joe perry but what the thing is what was nice too is a lot of those old old bands once they lost their frontmen fell back but once mm-hmm. they were able, right. we were able to get somebody that could at least somewhat Hold match yeah. exactly they right. were able to bring back the things mm-hmm. that you know were so popular back then and with adam lambert just to talk about him i think adam lambert was a decent choice no no i completely agree adam fill... lambert is like a, i think it was something i ever would have expected but when it was announced like right. hell yeah i'm down with that he like, gets so much shit though for no reason i don't get I why he gets and so much shit people just think of his like early like 2000s pop hits but mm-hmm. he was on broadway yeah. he played on wicked mm-hmm. you know he's he's he, someone that freddie mercury would have loved yeah, to have. yeah, yeah and right. he has the range that's the biggest deal he's a male hey, a, singer with the range a, that freddie mercury a perfect, exa- had. a perfect example uh not to interrupt you mm-hmm. a perfect example is if uh when adam le- if adam would have left maroon five Oh, Would yeah. they still be Maroon Five? See, no. Exactly. See, so I'm agreeing that's, that's, with okay, you too, but you. but but it, but sometimes it's just different, though. I get what you're saying, mm-hmm. but like you know, Adam was such a big focal point for Maroon Five. If he leaves, they're not Maroon Five, which I get you with. If uh, mm-hmm. Freddie Mercury leaves Queen, they're not technically Queen, but you know, the same with Journey. Joe Perry leaves. That Other guy, guy takes like over. Him, he sounds just like him. So he's not journey. a douche. You mean Steve Perry? Or Steve? I'm oh, sorry, yeah. I keep we, saying Joe Perry. We, we, Steve we Perry. Said yeah, Perry. Steve. Yeah, you said it, and then the I copied you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Like, I think it was a guitarist. Oh, was he the guitarist for? He was a guitarist. But yeah, so like, but I get what you're saying for sure, though. But but think about it. When uh, Steve Perry wrote, uh, what was it, uh, Sherry or Oh, oh Sherry, Sherry or whatever? Mm-hmm. There's a side project. Did it sound like a Journey song or did it not? See, sound like Steve Perry singing a Journey song. Sound like Steve Perry singing. With his band, he just could have called himself Journey. I thought at that Oh point. Sherry was a side project that Steve Perry. It was did. just Steve Perry. Yeah, oh, yeah that was, it wasn't right. Journey. Well, it's the Steve Perry thing then. Okay, so then what happens when Journey moves on without him then? Ask him oh, about the, long the, shot. The, the, the Ask guy that the they, long shot. the guy that they sound like. Mm-hmm. The guy that sounds like him. Mm-hmm. Sounds like him. So does Journey. You know they should have that one guy from do, Queen. Do I consider you... Three Days Grace to be Three Days Grace right now? No. <laughs> See, I think okay, so I think I'm understanding when the band. Uh, when the main focal point of the band is the vocals and not so much the the musician I shouldn't say musicians the instrument players instrumentalists instrumentalists mm. that when the vocalist is gone then the band is gone so let's say like no, 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 I'm not saying I'm saying like if you give me another example like where like an instrumentalist left 
instead of like the singer, like okay, um, fucking Guns N' Roses. Oh, gross, when, dude. That's what I was gonna say. When they, <laughs> when when Slash was gone, they didn't sound like Guns N' Roses. Hey, it was the same thing with uh, Chinese Van, democracy. It was the same thing yeah. with Van. It was the same thing with Van Halen. Yeah, Van, 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 Van Halen. Yeah, yeah. it's not Van Hagar. You yeah. know, it was it's Van Halen. You know, so I get. I mean, there's this. It's just really hard to really pinpoint like what it is that changes it in your opinion. You I know? mean, I think this is gonna be a good debate. This on, is. It is. Uh, this oh. is. This might. This might. Uh, uh, Let's ruffle some feathers. This might, uh, what, what am I trying to say? Uh, the aisles make aisles. Uh, yeah, it could. Could have uh, some extremists here. Part to see something like that. Because I, I see I both sides that. for sure. Yeah. It's just like no, it's I just like it. what are you like? What's your main focal point? What are you gonna you know? say with a long shot though? Would Green Day be Green Day without Billy Joel? No. No. Okay, that's fair. I mean, he. I guess he does. I mean, that's how, I mean, in, yeah. There's that's no way. Easy. Unless no. Not what about the Menzingers? I don't know any of their names, so I can't. I mean, I could actually make an argument depending on who came in. I don't know the. Okay, I got one. I don't one. know the singer of the Menzinger's name. Hey, is Blink uh, yeah. Blink without Tom DeLonge? Yes, because we, we've heard they try. We've heard him play. Ooh. We had the um, the but, guitar player from Alkaline Trio Mass play, Cuba. and yes. they were still really good. Yeah, yeah, oh, without yeah they're still Tom. Good. I mean, they can be good, but is it still Blink? You know, no, that, I mean, okay. that's that's no. the question. The last See, it's not because Tom uh, DeLonge was what was like huge part of Blink. The last Blink One Eighty Two album was the best Alkaline Trio album I've ever heard. Dude, I. Did, I couldn't even listen to it. I didn't. I didn't really like it. See, but, okay, I like California, also, but I like California too. But also, I'm a bigger Alkaline Trio fan than I am Blink. Gotcha. Sure. So Flyleaf. Everyone was really upset when Lacey said that she was going to leave because she had, like had just had a kid, right. and the new singer came in and she replaced her. I honestly, I think it has to do with the kind of mindset I had when I grew up with Flyleaf mm-hmm. and Lacey to now. Right. I absolutely love the new vocalist they have more than Lacey style. Real talk, dance, I don't. Gavin dance. Real talk, I don't know anything about Flyleaf. I know their name, mm-hmm. but I don't. I can't name a single song because I, I like, never listened. I to liked them. her because she about. was necessary to get female screamers oh, yeah. out there for you know mm. that side of rock. Archenemy, archenemy. But now that enemy, they've but... staked their claim and everything, yeah. now I know they're a staple exactly. Band, but I right. Never they're went new. Did my research. But on see, them. for yeah. me, Flyleaf different because I, I mean I kind of dug both you know yeah. it's not like I gravitate I mean I obviously gravitate towards the older one I think it was Lacey that was mm-hmm. in the band Late, yeah, she, but yeah, yeah but, but I mean but but when she left and the other one took over like I really didn't like maybe my uh, mindset of music changed and like what I like but that's what, that's what I'm trying so to say may, so maybe I wasn't yeah. listening to that anymore right. so. okay, I, I but she it. was definitely a pioneer for that those type of yeah, vocalists sure. for sure right. I have a new way to I guess uh, do the dance Gavin dance one because yeah, I got to debate yeah. on that one please word my argument um, a lot of times like like I said, I mentioned Three Days Grace. He tried too hard to be Adam Gautier mm-hmm. instead of trying to be his own thing. There are, are what I consider between, you know, Johnny, Kurt, and Tillian, there are three different Dance Gavin dances. And none of them tried to be, well, at least the clean, clean vocals at the time did not try to be the predecessor. Mm-hmm. Well, what's your favorite Dance Gavin dance? Tillian. Tillian, yeah, for me too. But to me, I think it's the same band. I just had to find what vocalist I like. That's for sure. See, and see, that's the difference. No, that's the, like, that's okay, the difference because the I liked all of them, mm-hmm. There wasn't like. one that I didn't really like. Like, Downtown Battle Mountain is one of my favorite Downtown ones. Downtown Battle Mountain. But but then, I, but, then I, but then I also but then I that was a tongue twister. Downtown Battle Downtown Mountain. Downtown Battle I think Mountain it was two, right? is two, what I two, right? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, but uh, ex- was it acceptance speech or whatever? Yeah, that was I the first that. Tillian. Yeah, album, yeah. and I love that album. Yeah. Like yeah. that's still in my CD. Like it's literally in my CD player right now. I'm but not I even also, gonna lie. I think I watched something like all but like one well, or two members of the original 
band, band are still yeah. in it. Right. Yeah, when you go to their Wikipedia, there's like thirty. Yeah, there's like yeah. forty members. Yeah. On there, right? yeah. Yeah. Oh, and this guy came back. I think I understand when how when was it Johnny Craig back. in that band too? Yeah, you, yeah. Dude, it sucks because no, I think yeah. he did. Um, he did a little glimpse of time for them. Johnny he, Craig is such Johnny a phenomenal, a phenomenal <laughs> musician, but he's such a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah so it many sucks. Good it sucks because like he can put his vocals over anything and it's well, phenomenal, but he's just a shitbag. Skylet Drive. Yep, Skylet Drive. Traders? No. No, not traders. Traders. I'm wearing trader shorts, slaves, by the way. No. Shout out to traders. Yeah. Yeah, I think slaves. slaves, yeah. Did he do something with Sleeping with Sirens too? I dude, Did I know I, I don't think so. I know for I thought, a fact. I thought I read that well, somewhere. I, I shouldn't say fact, but I'm pretty certain that he is hireable. And like if you want your band to get some recognition, That's true. Just, yeah, right. Johnny to do a track dude, on your album and they were literally, he was literally charging people like two or three grand to be a feature and people were jumping on it. Dude, for three grand to get Everyone to like, listen to your song? Yeah. That's a steal. I mean, he's going to pocket the money anyway. Yeah, or he's going to sell his fucking <laughs> yeah, MacBook on right. Instagram. <laughs> right. So to go back to what you were saying, since we're talking about like Queen and all these bands that dropped, that had to lose members and gain members, I think it just depends on the audience and how accepting they are of the evolution yeah. of yeah. the band's sound. I agree with you 100%. Nirvana reformed with somebody that we've never heard of before no. being Kurt Cobain. No. Not Nirvana. No. Not okay, but, but see, but look at it this way: if if, Nir, if Nirvana was was still around and Dave Grohl wasn't on drums, would it still be Nirvana? See, yes, Depends. I think so. Yeah, it could work that way. Okay, it, now would Foo Fighters be Foo Fighters without Dave Grohl on guitar? No, see, so mm-hmm. that's the thing. You know, it's just it's a night and day thing for me. It's it like it depends to, on who is leaving the band exactly. and for what reason. It depends on how like right. how important like how much they of an are. Impact did they exactly. make? Exactly. Right. Yeah. That, that's like that, that, that's the point. I, was I mean, I mean, I'm gonna. Fa- I mean, I'm agreeing with you. I'm gonna fanboy here for a minute. But if Matt Griner from ABR left ABR and they were still ABR, they wouldn't be ABR to me. Because that, well, for one, that's one of my favorite bands. But for two, it's just because he made, not just him, but he made that band who they are. The same with, like, Jake, honestly, like, Jake Lures. Like, I didn't really, wasn't a big fan of them before Jake took Do over. Do you think Justin Timberlake, when he left NSYNC, that the rest of them could have continued no, making music? No, absolutely not. NSYNC. <laughs> absolutely not. They have certainly not. tried. But, I mean, but they could, so they could have, but, but it wouldn't have Absolutely not, because think, Justin Timberlake exactly. was NSYNC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least some, okay, at least you guys somewhat get what no, I'm saying. No, yeah, we totally like, get it. I wouldn't. But, but I, how would that work for the Backstreet Boys? Who was the Backstreet Boys, Nick. really? No. Nick. Nick. Joey Nick Fatone. Carter. <laughs> Joey Fatone was an NSYNC. Yeah, Who Joey Fatone was an NSYNC. Who cares? Nick Carter. I think. Okay. Anybody. Are you going on Brian Luttrell? I think for the big bands, like Aaron I, keep, Carter. I keep thinking of like Queen and stuff, because like it's really, like I'm trying to work my mind around what right. you're saying. I think, too, for Adam Lambert joining on, he's playing with the people that can play Queen the best mm-hmm. out of everybody in the world. Right. Like, you could get people who can play the guitar solos and do the drums right. and do the pianos, but they won't play those songs, those right. pieces, the best. Yeah. it's like, And I think that's why it's important for them to retain the band name, because right. they're the professionals of Queen. You know, mm-hmm. even if Freddie Mercury's not there, no one else can take. But see, it's really hard. Places. It's really hard. It's really easy to not. I don't mean easy in, in that way, but it's like easier to mimic the guitar solos to a certain extent mm-hmm. and to mimic the say, drums. Yeah. But you can't mimic the voice of like someone like Freddie Mercury that easily. Now, there's this guy. I don't know if you've seen it. He's like 
super famous now. He's not like doing anything super crazy, but he sounds just like Freddie Mercury. I think Mercury. I've seen that video. I yeah. know. This, this dude yeah, is uh-huh. insane. And, like mm-hmm. he's like, people think he's reincarnated Freddie Mercury. Yeah, he's yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. He's that good. Him. Like people are like, why isn't he fronting Queen right yeah. now? Because mm-hmm. he's that good. That like, is Freddie would, right there. It would be Queen still. Mm-hmm. So, but, And that's what happened to the But there's no clout to him because he's just some guy you saw on YouTube. Yeah, but there was no clout to the dude who did Journey. You gotta think about the people who saw Queen back in the day who do they like, even who, remember seeing Queen? They probably all got dementia. No, no, no. Listen, like someone who <laughs> wow. remember seeing Queen with Freddie Mercury going, okay, I'm not gonna go see Queen with this guy from the YouTube, but I've at least heard of Adam Lambert before. But he's so good. Yeah. He, he's so good. It wouldn't matter. That's and what I'm, I'm saying. Okay, yeah. And also, I'm not saying like. So you're saying you only go see somebody name out of a hat? And it was right, Adam right. I'm so not, you're saying you'd only go see somebody if they had any clothes? No, I'm, I'm just saying. No, I'm. I'm I would go. I'm just saying, like, like marketing-wise. Uh, okay. right. I would go. I know who that guy is. I think that'd be fucking cool. Yeah. But the same thing could be said about the Journey guy, because yeah. he, like, he used to play he at bars. Really he got a documentary, though. Like, he got I think his band was... Well, I, yeah. he was playing for Journey before that. He was mm-hmm. His like, band was, like, the zoo Yeah, like, Journey recruited him or something. Yeah, yeah because found, of his yeah. exact They sound. saw his videos or something and was like, yeah, yeah you're going to be and the he was a nobody, but now everyone's accepting him as, you know, the front man for Journey, and... We don't know his name, but yeah, we still I know no that he was imperative. It starts with an S. To backpedal for a second, I was going to say, you touched on this a little bit, but mm-hmm. I would go as far to say that there is a big difference between being able to cover the song mm-hmm. and being able to actually play the song. Exactly. Right, right. For there, sure. And there's, that's where I think, too, a lot of feel comes into play. Like, I mean, yes. obviously, like, guitar and, I mean, even, I mean, any instrument, really, like, there's a feel aspect to it. So there's no comparison, but... I mean, if if you have the feel for it and you have the and you can get convey in that feeling, yeah, feeling right. If you song. can get that feeling, like I, a lot of people can mimic songs. Like, don't yeah. get me wrong. There's literally like, and I'm not dogging any of these people at all. But there's prodigies like four or five, six year olds that are mm-hmm. like, are they're better than me at drums? And I'm like, oh, and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? So but, but but they're so good. But like, and I'm not downplaying them because they're really they're really fucking talented. But mm-hmm. then, but then it's like you sit them down alone and you say play something. And they can't do anything but play covers. Yeah. And I don't mean that negatively at all. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying, like, they can play, like, they can play shit that I can't play ever. Mm-hmm. But then you're like, hey, play, jam with me. I'm going to write, I'm going to play a guitar riff and play over it. And then they don't know what they're doing because they're so used to copying what someone else is doing. They don't have the their feel, own voice. Yeah, the don't feel is it. gone. Right. So right. I was actually thinking this while you were talking about growing up and playing instruments. Because um, I think it has a lot to do with how much creativity is taught a child yes. as mm-hmm. they're learning the technicality of their right. music mm-hmm. because I'm a classically trained violinist so I mm-hmm. understand being technical and the right. necessity to being technical like mm-hmm. I played through college and everything but I also grew up learning how to be creative before I started playing that mm-hmm. stuff so if I was asked to sit down and jam with somebody I'd have that wiggle room but these right. kids growing up at <clears> six <throat> and seven how much of the creative aspect is pushed into them and I think that's where you see the difference between musicians and composers yeah right and and sometimes too like uh, a lot of parents like want to live vicariously through their kids so it's like that's another problem too it's like and I mean don't get me wrong if I had a kid I would like be like you're gonna be the best drummer ever you know? <laughs> push your own desires like, yeah, on like, an individual I'm going to, to yeah, teach yeah. you but like mm-hmm. uh, but yeah it's either sometimes like you get to a point like they're pro- they can be prodigies and either you have it or you don't and there's some that have it mm-hmm. and there's some that don't you mm-hmm. know and I don't mean that in a negative way it's just like when it goes outside of them covering music or covering songs like you said in a technical aspect they can probably play solos flawlessly mm-hmm. flawlessly mm-hmm. excuse me but can you but can you write something can you write your own yeah can you write something yeah. like mm-hmm. your own so like for me and it's not like toot my own horn or nothing where I feel like that 
I excel is when it comes to writing. Yeah. Like, am I the most technical drummer you're going to come across? No, you're not. And that's fine. I'm cool with that. I'm comfortable with that. But if someone comes up to me with an idea mm-hmm. and says, hey, I have a guitar riff or I have a bass, a bass line or I have a vocal uh, part for you uh, to play over, can you do something play with something, it on drums? Yeah. I will at least convey a message to it creatively creatively on From, drums yeah it's right. your voice right on the drums it's not gonna be else's. it might not be the craziest thing ever but it's gonna have its own little flavor to mm-hmm. it because that's just kind of where the creativity comes from you know yours. right because it's know? mine and i came up with it on mm-hmm. my own you know right so. so we can all agree that a day to remember Here we go. calling themselves that it's just false advertising <laughs> i am okay, going next to... subject we, can, we can't call oh. a day to remember now uh, i'm gonna set somebody on fire i'm gonna take another drink like oh, no more hey someone tag no jeremy on him i feel like i'm on oh, fire out. already someone tag jeremy mckinnon we're, no we're don't out of, leave out him he's let, working let him, he's busy let, right now let him let him uh maybe more like a day to let go just like a day to forget i'm ready for their next album i am Dude, I wasn't I excited so. when they put out that first Degenerate song, and mm-hmm. it was like, or they did the Marshmallow collab, and I was like, all right, see, I have I've no faith formally with this. So right. I see, like Marshmallow. That's why I was okay with I it. Honestly yeah. I'm not into yeah. EDM. So I haven't I like, heard it, okay. so, and I'm not like huge into EDM. My brother did honestly get me into some EDM. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I, don't, I could probably name a band. I'm going to get slaughtered for this. But my brother loves like Odessa. Oh yeah, I don't and uh, EDM's not for me. Whoever that is is phenomenally talented. Yeah, he's more like, of like almost like the techno side. He's of like electric. a techno, okay? Okay. Because I don't know that genre. I don't know that genre at all. But. Yeah. Dubstep I'm not stuff. into dubstep. Dubstep uh, blew up when I was in high school, and mm-hmm. I hated every kid that listened to it. <laughs> and I tried. I listened to there was one one dubstep remix of a an old uh, "Sleep with One Eye Open" by Bring Me the Horizon. I fucking mm-hmm. love the dubstep mm-hmm. version, but. Then it just kept going and going yeah. and going. Right. Okay, I, that's why you got to find your you, what find you like niche. the best. I'm really into like house music, the like really chill, chill. Right. Yeah. the four four. Just right. dun, dun, yeah, and I, it's yeah. easy to say that not all hey, like dubstep is even good or like easy to listen to. You just got to find the right artists to yeah. portray it well. And for me, the dubstep that I like, it it's like a cousin to heavy metal. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's why I think I. Uh, favor it more that's why some bands i think too gravitate towards that sometimes like i think brimmy did that for a while too is like they tried to find that perfect niche of like being edm but still being trying to be mm-hmm. metal or the... try, and even under oath did it too like because i could come on you cannot hear under Oath's album and say that it sounds fucking anything like even okay here's my perfect example because i'm getting my fired up here so here's a perfect <laughs> example so they're only chasing safety sounds nothing like define the great line but oh, they're right. only chasing safety is phenomenal mm-hmm. in its own right and they're only chasing safety i mean in a uh, define the great line is phenomenal in their own right so it's like see that little night and day difference there and mm-hmm. then they went they went their own ways and you know Aaron left for a while then dis, disambiguation came out well this was before uh, Lost in the Sound which Aaron I went and did the Southern didn't he he did uh, the Almost the Almost yeah, yeah, yeah. their yeah. album yeah. Southern Weather I which I thought was per- uh, yeah me too album. I love that album but I but I can't stand the next album after that yeah I, I don't like <laughs> this I don't like this I don't like uh, Almost second album but I like that first album mm-hmm. so I can see where people want to change and where change can be good but sometimes change hey, is <laughs> <laughs> or sometimes Sometimes change can be bad where it's like not in like, I don't know. It's like, cause like music is subjective, but a lot of people just didn't dig it. The cynic in me likes to see when a band, they were, their heyday has come and gone and right. kind of uh, dwindled away. And to me, I see these bands seeing like, oh, you know, it's another really popular genre that's selling right now. Mm-hmm. EDM. Right. Let's do some of that. Right. Korn did that in the fucking two, the 2010 right. when, when Skrillex was big. Yeah. They're right. like, oh, let's ride this coattail, make some money. 
that's what I see. I, mm-hmm. I tend to be uh, more aggressive that way because I'm not a big EDM fan. Right. So I'm like, oh, they're just doing it for money. But right. in all reality, it's like, hey, we also like this thing. Let's try and make our music like that as well. Right. But, well, there's a different evolution, too, with, with bands, too. Like with me, with like August Burns Red, I followed them through... Um, I got into when Messengers came out. Dude, so, that shit. That, that was, was one so, of the staple so, albums. Right. I was like, dude, so, I like it. But metal. see, here's the thing, though. So, like, you could be ABR and and keep making Messengers albums, yeah. and it would fucking slap, and it would sell. Mm-hmm. You cannot tell me that Messengers sounds anything like the Phantom Anthem, which no. is our new. It sounds nothing like that. No. And Messengers sounds nothing like uh, Constellations, which oh, sounds nothing really like, like which sounds though. nothing like Rescue and Restore, yeah. which sounds nothing like Leveler, mm-hmm. uh, which sounds nothing like... Uh, 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 Found in far, found in faraway places, which yep. sounds nothing like the Phantom Anthem. So, with what and I'm fanboying here, but but they all sound different, but they're all sticking to kind of their core of what makes ABR yes. ABR. You know I'm what I that mean? That way with Incubus. Right. Incubus has had a crazy with Fungus Among Us. Same thing. Now, exactly. Each album is different, right. but right. you can hear Incubus in each Dude, one of them. Fungus Among Us sounds nothing like Dude, a crawl after the murder, no but they're way. both fucking phenomenal albums. If I if if I sent somebody who's like, oh, you know, Incubus, they're like, oh yeah, pardon me, like. Yeah, go right. listen to Fungus Among Us right. and try and tell me that's the same band. Like, it's so different, but you can hear that it's still the same. Do you band. have a go-to album from there? You have a favorite? Incubus. Uh huh. Honestly, hmm, that's a good question. Um, I really fell in love with If Not Now When, mm-hmm. but I would say my go-to is probably Morning View. Same. Yeah. Morning View reminded me of being in high school Dude. for like. I smoked all through high. Yeah. Weed. It was yeah. literally smoking a shit ton of weed yeah. and listening to Aqueous Transmission Dude. and that whole album. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I listened to that oh whole album on repeat. Like it was literally me and my friends, five or six of my friends in the car, smoking a mm-hmm. shit ton of weed and listening to Aqueous Transmission. Dude, whenever I'm in like, when I need to calm down and like shit's bad. It's literally I meditating. To that song yeah, dude, you, it's, it's meditating. Yeah, dude, me. you were meditating listening to that shit. Mm-hmm. Agreed. That would be my favorite album of theirs. But see, I like everything they do, though. Yes. See, like uh, the one after that, what was it? Uh, was it A Crow Up to the Murder after that, I think? For after after what? Morning View, was it A Crow Up to no, the Murder? No, after Morning View was. Um, it was A Crow Up to the Murder. Because then Light Grenades came after that. Oh, yeah, Light Grenades. See, yep. I didn't like A Crow Up to the Murder at first, but then I loved it. Yeah. And it has I one of my favorite songs on there. Pistola is one of my favorite yep. Incubus songs ever. Yeah. And then Light Grenades. I like, uh, was it Alone in My Room or Left Alone? Yeah. What, what is it? What is it? Oh, uh, Here in My Room here or something. Room. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So, like, yeah, dude, so, like, I feel you for sure. And, like, honestly, on, on Light Grenades, like, I didn't, like, dig it that much at first. But then it, one of their favorites, one of my second favorite songs of theirs was on there, which was uh, Dig. Dig, Because yes. my favorite song of theirs is Echo, Echo off of Morning View. Yep, and great. Dig is, like, number two for me. Yep. Those are my t- probably top two favorite songs by Incubus. I love so. the, just the message inside of Dig. Like, the, oh, yeah. that's I mean, so that, beautiful. Okay. I wanted, for the longest t- time, this right here was actually going to be the Light Grenades no uh, shit. Album, but That's cool. She was like, "Your arm's not big enough," and I was like, "Damn it!" Well, hey, I can. But I got a whole cover. back that I could do. Oh, you could do it on your back. I Last love back. It, funny, uh, not funny, but kind of funny story uh actually that dig song was what me and my wife danced to on our wedding day oh that's oh. beautiful that's what that's, we picked i love that we know i mean that was just we knew it too and we heard it so <laughs> there you go yeah. i hate to cut this stuff short but i think we you have did. one more thing we'd like to talk about sure go ahead i'm burning up uh, yeah it's it is getting a little hot in here I'm losing weight this way, so I'm cool with it. I think I think it's like everybody is glistening pretty pretty well. Pretty hardcore. Yeah. Pretty hardcore. Here, you know what? Let's uh, 
Turn it on real quick. Yeah, turn on. It's not going to be that loud. No, it shouldn't be too bad. We've got better mics than we used to, so. There These go. are some quality mics. I mean, those ones, they're 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 decent, but uh they're not good for holding cuz yeah. they're they're so sensitive that like right. holding it, it hears every little right. m- movement your finger makes, but mm. Yeah. Um sorry. Now I I'm focused on how I've been rocking back and forth cuz I have to pee. Right. But <laughs> go pee. Okay. Hey, go pee. So I'll be back. Just kidding. Fuck you. This is someone, a someone, br- someone brought up something about going down rabbit holes. You guys want to go down some rabbit holes? I mean, I do own a rabbit. So you know, okay, well. Pretty familiar some with some. Some conspiracy theories and whatnot. <laughs> well, Chris and I talk about conspiracy theories pretty regularly. Do you really? Yeah. I got a, I got, I don't know. What time is it? Is it I time? I think it's almost o'clock. nine. Yeah. Not exactly Damn, I'm pulling, a, I'm pulling a Louisiana lot lizards. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm about I feel to be, bad. About to, oh, you feel bad? Oh, I f- I, literally. Oh, you feel bad. I wear long sleeve oh. shirts and pants today. That's just, horrible. Just take, oh, yeah, just take it all off. Just take your clothes no. off. Why not? We can, we can go full Alex Jones and Joe Rogan right now. Why not? You should. Well, since we're... I, I'm going to bring it up anyway. So, go for it. Because I was talking to Chris because he actually texted me. And he was like, so what do you like to talk about? And I was like, well, I mean, I got some conspiracy theories and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And he was like, so what do you think? And I was like, I am a firm believer that we live in the Matrix. I think that we live in a computer simulation and I have just not, not just because I believe it, but there's, I don't want to say facts, but stuff that can help my, uh, case for it. Okay. So when I ever tell people this, they always give me this weird look like you're fucking nuts. You know, you Mm -hmm. believe that we live in a computer and I'm like, okay, well the top astrophysicists in their field have decoded bits of ones and zeros in the universe. So it's, mathematical equations out in the universe that people that are way smarter than me like i'm not even smart that are way smarter than me have like somewhat decoded so if someone says that to you what does your brain say then you know what i mean like if you like me you like we're all pretty normal here like what would you say if someone was like we found bits of ones and zeros in binary code in the universe it's literally ones and zeros was your brain not think computer? You know, that's that's how my brain goes when it goes to shit like is that. Is he talking about how he matrix. believes that we're in the matrix? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, I had to bring Shut it. Up. I had to bring it up at I least once. It. I mean, would it surprise me if we were or weren't? I mean, either one, dude. I don't even know what to fucking believe anymore. You see this shit's going on right now in 2020. Like, I don't. It, nothing surprises me anymore. I like the idea of us living in a matrix, but I also don't know if there's ever been anyone smart enough to be able to do that. Well, that's to make it. That's happen. true, but I mean, the only thing that I ever come back with is that. Just look where technology has come in our own mm-hmm. lifetime. In 1986 or 85, we were playing Mario. Well, okay? that's that's due to Roswell. And now, and now, and now we're in 2020, and we're in VR. That is eventually within the next 10 or 15 years is going to be completely indistinguishable between real life. Oh, Ooh, Sword Art Online. I was going to say, yes, yeah. yeah, Sword Art Online. Yeah. Dude, I, I, I do so, that. So I mean, so sure. just imagine. And another one that people talk about is like. Uh, there's a whole episode of Batman Beyond why that's a bad idea, by the way. <laughs> I mean, it probably is, but if you think about it, too, it's like, if you've even... My brain's always told me, too, like, if you thought about it, then it's probably happened. Mm-hmm. Like, my yeah. brain's like, if I've thought about that we have that we live in a computer simulation or someone has simulated us at some point whatsoever, that someone probably way smarter than me has thought of it to do it. I mean, just like, like look where Bill Gates was. He literally almost invented the computer, if not invented the computer, okay? Without him, we wouldn't have any of this shit. You know, we sure. wouldn't have we wouldn't have Facebook, the internet. Remember dial-up uh, modems and uh, computers that oh, barely yeah. ran any type of program whatsoever. It doesn't. It's not. 
that hard or it's not that much uh memory now to literally run something that it would take to run uh a simulated world yeah i mean now. back in the early nasa they had a 256 megabyte supercomputer right, right. that took up a whole wall and right. now you can carry 256 megabytes on a disc right. this small in your that's pocket. what i'm saying and dude there's more power in your phone than there was it took people to get to the moon yeah and yeah. that was in the 60s thanks nazi uh so, scientists so, yeah right <laughs> thanks nazi project paperclip that. look it up it's real i think okay so i know chris you said like like you wouldn't mind if we lived in a matrix Mm -hmm. i think for me i wouldn't want to live in a matrix simply because right now we already have issues with people who rule over us yeah but for the people that we were like just some kind of no thought experiment no 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 no. The, the amount of effort that people would have to take to overthrow a government's body is like it's a small increment right but if mm-hmm. we were in a matrix how hard would it be for us to break out of it to break out of it and then try to overthrow that body that was you know controlling well, we just us. gotta follow neo we gotta break out because but look how awful and how hard that was i'm saying like i would be scared if i found out i lived in a matrix because it's so like how hard it is for us to overthrow our government now? Think about mm-hmm. how hard it would be to overthrow the government if they right. were in charge of it yeah. then if we were in a matrix. Right. There's no form of freedom yeah. at all if you are in the matrix. Well, I think a lot of people are waking up nowadays with what's going on now with everything. Mm-hmm. Obviously, with the recent events that's taken place and stuff, too, it's like I think a lot of people are, quote, unquote, waking up. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like we we have the power. You know, they we are been, the majority. Yeah. You know, when the top one percent controls you and you've been literally uh, controlled uh, and enslaved to an extent your whole life and it seems like everyone no matter the color or race is waking up to the fact that we literally can overthrow exactly. whatever yeah. we want to the, so that's the, a step in the right direction anyway. gen- I think I've read before that our generation has is bigger than the baby boomer generation right. like that right. surge yeah, of people never... was huge like ours is bigger than right. that I, yeah because I told you that if all millennials all millennials actually voted we could break the two party system and yeah. reconstruct a new right. one that mm-hmm. works for everybody but that would have to include everybody. That's hard, man. And we've a lot all people, been taught to not right, trust in the right. system, so we don't fucking do it. Right. Mm-hmm. That's true. And then, you know that the, the two party system or the two party system is bullshit, and they want you to go by it because think about it. We're in 2020 right now, and we're either going to vote for Donald Trump or Joe Biden. Creepy Joe I mean, Biden. Just think or about Donald it. Trump. I mean, think about mm-hmm. it. It's 2020. Take your fucking pick. Those one of those two. Yeah. Like those are the two best options yeah, that, they, are, that yeah. the United States has mm-hmm. to offer to be president. Yeah. Where's the science? and the astrophysicists and yeah. the engineers getting and fired that, yeah they can pioneer that probably mm-hmm. are being bought out you know yeah. that's the problem you know so I just think that's the main problem with it all yeah well in no way shape or form do I believe I'm in a matrix <laughs> <laughs> and if that were true call me ignorant but I wouldn't want to know Dude, uh, so here's the thing I would want to know, but then if I woke up and went out into the real world Matrix style, I'd be like, dog, put me back in. This is a shit so. show. This right. is a shit show. Like, what am I going to do out here? Fucking I have less freedom here Dude, I've honestly where there's thought, a dead planet. I thought that because, I've, I mean, I've joked about it on Facebook, too, and that, stuff, saying, like, like, Nebuchadnezzar or something yeah. like that. Saying, like, I'm, like, in the Matrix and I want out, like, get me out. Like, a part of me would be like, man, if I, like, if someone was like, okay, you really want to get out and they throw me out and you see what it's like, I'm like, okay, maybe I'm cool yeah. being here. I kind of like, like this. Kind of throw me back in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Probably kind of how, like, the Matrix was where it was, like, what red, was it? Bl- red pill, blue. Yeah. 
yeah, pill? Yeah, the yeah. red pill, blue pill, mm-hmm. and it was like they were all these like little brains and these little things or whatever. It's yeah, like, okay, people were in these sacks. Maybe, just maybe I can just go walk. back into this VR type maybe world. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, someone yeah. else will revolu- do the revolution. Or... Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm hey, like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's, it's hard to put yourself in that situation. Like, looking, I think here now I'd be like, yo, fuck that. But I feel like in the moment they were right. like, yo, do you really want to go back to that? I'd be like, no, but look how shitty it is out here. Yeah, we right. got to rebuild yeah, all this. Right. Let's look at all this work right. I got to do. I'd be like, ah. Well, the stuff that's always crazy to me, too, and not to go off on a tangent, is always, like, these ancient civilizations that, like, predate mm-hmm. human history. It's like like ancient Sumer and, like... Uh, yeah. Uh, like Egypt and shit, where it's mm-hmm. like these pyramids were built like thousands of years before uh, certain species, uh, thir- certain human species existed and stuff, and how they were created with like precision uh, technology that we can't even recreate today. And it just makes you realize, like, not aliens in the sense of like aliens, but mm-hmm. like it's 2020 and we can't do what they did to the pyramids. You know, that's pretty fucked up to like the me. The first civilization, yeah, Assassin's Creed. I've heard room. I've heard theories about how uh, their intelligence came from. I this is this, I'm, we might lose some people on this, but um, <laughs> that it had to do with uh, the way the stars were aligned, right? How, where like the age of Aquarius, right. whatever, yeah. whatever that deals with. Right. But it was where our where we were pointed in the sky that right. made them more intelligent. Well, it's and like the, it, the the pyramids line up with certain like the certain. Uh, certain stars or yeah, certain constellations, constellations or whatever stuff, right yeah. mm-hmm. and then some of them like what it might be the pyramid or something but where it lines up perfectly to the exact degree on the equator or something like are you talking about ley lines yeah yeah it's like come on like they did that like thousands of years ago i can't do that now like, yeah like <laughs> that's what i'm saying like how do you do that thousands of years yeah. ago like what was your trick to figure that out you know like that's fucked up to me that's the shit that gets me thinking of stuff like that so no kyle what happens if the people who did those like equations thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago knew that they were ridiculously intelligent and that at the rate that they were going, they were going to be led into some sort of destructive mm-hmm. Earth situation and purposely dumbed down all the populations afterwards so that now nobody could replicate the work that they did because, because they had a different motive. Hmm. Made conservatives. <laughs> no, like, do you, you see what I mean? Like, they yeah. purposely right. made it to where we couldn't replicate the work even if we wanted to because it would be destructive. Well, they had, oh like, su- a superpower of foresight and they were like, exactly. right. if we if we take this technology and let it progress, exactly. it's only gonna, we're gonna destroy ourselves. Right. Well, it's like Which how, is so a total narrative that they... they can only stretch this far. Well, yeah. it's like how Nikola Tesla was. Oh yeah, he they he, stole all his shit, yeah. and he like was eons above ev- uh, in front of everyone. Yeah, he made a uh, he made uh, one machine that uh, I'm dumb, so I can't me too. quote it for I'm baby, with you. But me too. <laughs> he found a way to find the vibration of the Earth, and he built a machine that would match it and sync up. And he said it destroy. Uh, they have papers that like it shook the whole city around him and destroyed a building and then once he realized what it was he had to destroy it because he was like this is going to get taken right. they're going to use this yeah it's going back. back to what yeah. you said imagine yeah. people being so smart where they're like man I can't show people this because they're probably going to destroy the world mm-hmm. got figured out teleportation. did he? I mean, the, uh, Nikola Tesla. Hitler was teleport? on. To, Hitler was looking into some crazy shit like that too like teleportation fucking death ray guns and all the sci-fi shit That's Wait, what he, one of my favorite like Fake story. I'm sure it's fake. Just so like, you know, I'm not saying Hitler had good ideas. I just want to make that clear. Tesla did like 
some kind of experiment and like he lost five like sailors because he got them stuck inside the wall or something like that. Oh shit, that sounds like the Philadelphia experiment. There you go. I have no idea. Oh. Uh, every every shit me I everything we're talking about you got to look up ley lines no, Philadelphia no, like, experiment all this stuff look it up. I feel like suspend your disbelief too. Yeah, yeah. Like, go in with an open mind. Just read it. If you don't if you don't subscribe to it, you don't subscribe right. to it. Right. I feel like with a lot of the subjects that you guys are bringing up, like the death ray and teleportation, a lot of them if abused easily could hurt or like not yeah. even just abuse they could in easily the wrong hands well not even yeah. just in the wrong hands just somebody who thinks like um uh what's purple face thanos oh thanos he, yeah. Oh, yeah he thought what he was doing was right so he yeah. did it so in his mind he's like i'm not the bad guy yeah. so those in, in those inventions with somebody mm-hmm. with a you know obscured point of view might take advantage of it and hurt other people like yeah. how why are these inventions are why are these inventions easily used to hurt other people? You, can, you know what I mean? You can, can like, be easily used to hurt people. Well, because I people, mean, well, cause most people, well, not most, but a lot of the people that end up using technology and stuff, like the the, the higher-ups and stuff, they use it for evil. It's just plain and simple. Yeah, well, because they use it, it to get power. They use it to control you, right. Stuff like that. I mean, yeah. if you think about it, the stuff you have now, uh, your phones and whatnot, government had that shit years ago mm-hmm. yeah you know and well, they th- say it's like uh what you have the government is 10 years right ahead. Yeah. the other one too is like for a while i was always like i'm not gonna be microchipping we're talking about microchipping people yep it's like dude grab your fucking smartphone mm-hmm. you're already microchipped yeah you're they can track dude I, I you ever had it where you talk to someone and then you get on your phone and then an ad is there yes. you have we went to yep. miles house you yep, haven't yep. even t- searched it on the internet or nothing you just talked about it so mm-hmm. your phone's microphone's on yeah it's recording something you're saying and then you get on facebook or get on google and it's like here's something you might be interested in yeah. it's literally the shit you talked about mm-hmm. yeah your alexa is listening too yeah. and if you go into the alexa app there's a you have to google it because i don't remember how to do it but it it checks in just to make sure it's it still works but right it records it like five second intervals right every like that's 20 all it needs or right something, dude it's wild same thing with like smart tvs they said a lot of smart tvs yep. are recording you mm-hmm. yep i right. won't buy a tv with a fucking camera on it i don't need a tv with a camera on it i mean i always put tape over if you want to see me in front if you want to see me in front of my tv and my boxers playing video games so be it By I all means. yeah i mean whatever I subscribe to my only fans though <laughs> should nine 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 ninety nine a month i'm cheap <laughs> i'll pay some bills you're more expensive than me i'd be going four four ninety nine baby four ninety nine. yeah i probably just pay for my taco bell that's Sorry. all i need <laughs> yeah. can i get a couple tacos i need so one yeah. subscriber right now and i'll never need another one for <laughs> until i get hungry again yeah. okay Send me five dollars to go get T bill and I'll eat it in front of you. It's only twenty bucks a T bill though. That's my problem. <laughs> Dude, same though. Same. I'll go there and get like two cheesy gordita crunches and a Crunchwrap Supreme and a beef quesadilla or a steak quesadilla. Next thing you know, it's twenty two dollars. We're almost. We almost eat the same thing. Those cheesy gordita crunches. Yeah. But next time you get one, uh, replace the shell with a fiery shell. Oh, I did the nacho shell, but I've never done the fiery shell. Fiery shells. Where you it's put at. the uh, the fire sauce on it too, or what? No, I like the sauce that comes on it. Oh, uh, like the, regu- the yeah, regular the regular sauce or whatever oh, okay. comes on it, but yeah. And I, I always, always ask for shredded. extra too if they do. Sometimes they don't charge you. They're like, I'm like, hey, can I get a little extra of that baja sauce on there? And they're yeah, like, it depends on who you're. Who? Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, Kyle, thank you so much. We <laughs> got a lot of in. Mm-hmm. We got a lot in here. We did. It's a good episode. Freaking 
burning up. Yeah, I'm, sorry. I'm so sorry. No, you're good. No, 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 no. It's, I, it's my fault. I'm, yeah, it is your fault because it oh, was 93 sure. today and you yeah, wore a long okay, sleeve I, shirt. I, I, shut the fuck See, up. See, I'm sympathetic. Chris is like, Chris you're is, stupid. No, you you want to talk about dumb people? You wore a long sleeve shirt in the middle of June. He did give me a Subway sandwich. I was like, yeah, I got Give it back. You take it back. You take it back. You can have it back. No, for real. It's, it's been a pleasure being on here, and it's been a long time coming for me, and I would definitely want to come on again. So uh, whenever you guys want to have me, I'll definitely be Where here. Where can we find you? Oh, well. Well, you can find me on Facebook. We shouldn't really look for your band anymore, huh? Well, not right now, no, but you can, <laughs> fi- you can find me on Facebook. I'm pretty sure anyone that watches this probably knows who I am. <laughs> not, okay. not, not in an egotistical way, but. Well, you'd be surprised. No. You've got some fans from well, not this area. Well, if not, I mean, you can just type in Kyle Adams on Facebook and look oh, for the. Bullshit, they look, can. Look for the big hairy dude on the drum kit. <laughs> Kyle Adams. Kyle Adams. Look, really? look for the big <laughs> hairy dude on the drum kit. <laughs> it's, it's literally true. It's, yeah, it's true. <laughs> just type in Kyle Adams on Facebook and you see a big hairy dude on drums. That's me. Your name's. Add Sounds me. like you're in the witness protection program. Dude, I have three first names. Oh Kyle, Kyle Scott Adams is my full name, so it's oh like... Oh, my God. You literally can't... You can't script that. It's like, I have three first names. Yes. Yeah, you do. I'm so... Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you can find us at our Facebook page or Instagram, Two Junkies Podcast. Our Twitter is Two Junkies Pod. My personal Instagram is pulp.niction, and my personal Twitter is... Make Dameron sure. I haven't had to do that in a minute. That's actually you, you good. Fucking, you fucking nailed it. Yeah? You made that one, Make Dameron sure. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see what you did there. Thank you. <laughs> um, instead of uh, closing out the song, though, I mean, I'm going to ask you another question real quick. But sure. I was thinking about, take nine minutes of silence. Nine minutes? Right now? No. Oh, you want, a, you want me to put that in? You don't have to. I'm just saying maybe... I mean, we can't hold you to it, but maybe you should do it. You know how I think actually about that? I don't think we should encourage the nine minutes of silence because nine minutes of silence could be filled with nine minutes of conversation vouching for people who are being... Start the conversation. There you go. Who are being oppressed. Start have nine minutes of dialogue. Mm-hmm. Well, I just said, though, like, have the conversation. Start the conversation. Yeah. Right. Open it up to other people because being silent, silent is deadly for others. Yep. It might not be That's silent. True like deadly for us mm-hmm. but for others it is so what have you been listening to Kyle me yeah um without being stereotypical and saying the same five bands I always say wow. um, sure. I, well actually I've it's been the first time on so it would, that's it true well be. the people that know me are gonna be like oh you're gonna say the under oath and August burns red no um <laughs> honestly I've been into lately you have a freaking pool lately I, <laughs> <laughs> did you ask me a question aren't you asking me to answer uh, I'll say uh, Polaris, Currents, Intervals, uh, Andromeda. Uh, I'm probably saying this name wrong. Persephone. Uh, uh, Kalu- Kaluga's Horse is another one that I just got into. I'm probably pronouncing that one. I'm probably butchered the shit out of that. Sorry, your name's Kyle. It's expensive. Yeah, that's right. Kyle, Kaluga, whatever. Um, Where are those holes in the wall? Uh, yeah, that's not drywall. I did not punch that for the record. Uh, Polyphia, Chan. Ooh, I like um, yeah, uh, there's. A, uh, I actually just got. We get back. it. You like metal. What's it? Yeah, <laughs> I got back. I got back into between the buried and me again. I nice. actually re-listened to Coma Ecliptic because I didn't dig it when I first listened to it, and now I love it. So, which uh, it just proves my point that with it comes to music, you might want to come back and give something another which listen because you might love is it. That? Uh, it's desert? like the desert one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, I yeah. heard it. I bought it and when it came out, and I was like, I'm not a fan. And then I bought it. Like, or, I mean, I listened to it on uh, Spotify and streamed mm-hmm. it, and I was like. 
what is this? And it was them. And I was like, shit, I got to listen to this. Again. I almost bought that so, record when I went to Wood. It's a fantastic album. I like it, so give it a listen. So that's pretty much what's one on my. Uh, I go to Spotify and just hit play and whatever whatever random metal comes on if I nice. like it, you know, I play it. So I got John Bellion, uh, mm, yes. Mike Geronimo, Taking Back Sunday, um, Anti Flag because of recent events. Recent events are going on right now. Yep. Yeah. Also. I had a f- oh, I could have cheated cr- and pulled out my phone. I had a crazy. Yeah, it wasn't like crazy, but it was just like that. not expected of me. What is it? <laughs> I have to check my phone now just because now I'm mad. Oh, Motorhead. Motorhead. Okay, here we go. Hella so, Motorhead. Hella motorhead. motorhead. So we'll go with, okay, here's been my recent ones. Uh, Ghost Iris, title slash edit. Uh, I'm a city in color, obviously, but I love them. Uh, nice. Covet has been a huge band. I just got into them recently. They're really good. Stellar Circuits, Arch Echo. Uh, I'm going to butcher this one too. Fin- Phineas? Fin- Phine- Phineas? 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 P-H-I-N-E-A-S. Yeah. 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 Um, Strawberry Girls. Ooh, yes, dude. Uh, okay, sorry to interrupt you're you. You're good. You like Strawberry Girls? I do. I do just you know got about Eternity Forever? Uh, I do not. Ben Rosette is plays the drums for Strawberry Girls. He also did a side project with Strawberry Girls. If you like, mm-hmm. or with uh, Eternity Forever. If you like Strawberry Girls, mm-hmm. check out Eternity Forever. Okay, I definitely will for mm-hmm. sure. Mark Travis. And oh. follow Ben Rosette on on Facebook because he's doing collabs all okay. the time. He's if you like Strawberry Girls, you'll love Ben Rosette. Animals as Leaders was another one too uh, yep. that I got into. Like, I mean, I like them. Like, I saw them in concert ten years ago. Mm-hmm. They opened up for like Under Oath or something. And I didn't know who they were. Yeah. And I was so you like, didn't really pay no. much attention. And now I'm listening yeah. to them now, and I'm like, what the fuck was wrong with me, dude? These guys are gods. Like, yeah. what was wrong with me? Yeah. So, yeah, that uh, them, their dogs were astronauts. Uh, Save us from the Archon is another really good band that I've been getting into. Stage Kids. Um, can't swim. That's pretty much what nice. I've been into. Uh, I, that Kalugulo's horse that I butchered again, but <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty much what I've been listening to, other than the same other bands that I normally say. So lit. Yeah. This has been fun. I need what to do got? this. I need to do this. What you been listening to, mm-hmm. Lex? I didn't know if I was going to get a turn. Oh no, you would. Oh yeah, you got a turn. You <laughs> Kai was just naming every band he's ever yeah, listened I to. Just, <laughs> I know. I was like, I that's why kept, I didn't want to interrupt. I literally just kept scrolling and was naming the bands that were on there. So. <laughs> Um, those are the recent ones. Um, Abandon All Ships. Nice. I don't know if anyone's ever heard of them. Um, Brandy Carlisle. Lit. Okay. I, I love okay. using Brandy Carlisle. Louis Cabaldi. He's actually pretty popular right yeah. now. Like some um, somebody to love or used yeah. to be somebody you love yeah, or something, yeah, yeah. whatever. I actually listened to his full album and it, I like it. I nice. like his vocals. Um, Bach. Listen Bach. to some, you know, Johann Sebastian Bach. Mm. On the way here, I was listening to Mozart because I got satellite radio and there's like, mm-hmm. this classical channel. And, like, there was this one song that took me most of the way from Huntington here today. Mm, nice. I was just like, this is bitching. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to Mozart. Mozart, Mozart goes hard. This is bitching. <laughs> um, Seven Lions, uh, Wooly, and Trivecta. They're, like, EDM artists. Mm-hmm. And then, da, 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 let me see. I see stars. Nice. That's another one I've been looking at. And Attack Attack. For some yeah. reason, I've been. I love Attack Attack. Yeah. I've been going back to the harder stuff. Stick, stick. The old mm-hmm. hard stuff. Yeah. It was yeah. Divertimento for two horns and strings and B flat major. K 
Third Minuto was the song that took me most of the way wow. here. Okay, so Nick, I love you. But I if, probably said, I butchered some of that. No, no, no. You don't say song. You say peace yeah. when it comes to old. I know I'm, I I'm don't such give a, a shit. No, <laughs> I do the same. I do the same exact thing to Chris because it's like a stickler thing for musicians yeah. that play classical music. You say peace stickly? and not song. So what? What is your favorite no. piece by Attack Attack? <laughs> not that. It's Mine like is Bro di- Ashley's. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you make me sound like such a snob. No, as no, I was, no, no. I was just gonna. <laughs> I was just gonna say that. You're kind of embarrassed. I know. It's like, damn it. You said attack, attack. It's probably you didn't say Devil Wears Prada. Ooh. Mm, Nichols is money too. Was my favorite piece by them. <laughs> the one that got me into them was uh, Hey Johnny, what's your age again? Is that oh, right? Oh yeah. Reptar King of the Ozone. Yep. Or HTML rules. HTML dude. rules. Dogs can grow rules beards dude. all over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh, song names used to be cool. Mm. <laughs> right. Now that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> now right. Now that makes sense. What the fuck's wrong with that? <sighs> well, you know, I need to, I need to be humbled a little bit. I think like, Chris is trying to say something. Well, I was gonna He's let waiting. everybody know what I've been listening to. Oh. oh yeah, it's Chris's turn now. Go ahead, Chris. I've been listening to some Alpha and Omega, which is some hardcore. Oh, Tony, uh, Tony got that in, uh, Some uh, mystery bundle uh, LP thing that I ordered. Um, I was at Ignition the other day, and Julie was playing Duran Jones and the Indications. That's some old, like, it's not old, it's new, but it's like it sounds like old, like, 80, 70s soul. Ooh. It's really good. Oh, wow. Okay. Really good. Check that out. Um, and then, a, like, a synth-wavy band called Ghost Beach. It's not purely synth-wave, because there's, like, a, I shouldn't say purely, but there's vocals in this synth-wave. Um, I checked out It's Always Sunny in Tijuana. Yes. Didn't like the vocals, but I like the music. I love them. And then on the way here, I was listening to uh, the Trust Fall Side B of Incubus. Mm. Indeed. He certainly was. Never heard. Mint. Amazing. Mint. So good. Never heard. Never heard. Um, I'm about to peep that for sure. Well, Kyle, once again, thank you guys so much. Well, thank you. Here. Thank all of you for sure. It's been it's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's been a sweaty pleasure. Yeah, it's been a sweaty pleasure. We were cold and then we got sweaty and now we're getting cool. It's actually dropped eight degrees since you turned that on. It was like seventy nine and seventy one now. Maybe Nick's finally cooling off. Is it Nick or Nicholas? What are we going by? Uh, whatever. Whatever. He 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 goes by Dingus. Thick Dick Nick. <laughs> Thick Dick Nick. Senior. Thick Dick Nick Senior. Senior. Oh jeez. I can't be a part of that. Nick is my son. (laughs) (laughs) Gross. Someone call somebody. That's disgusting. Go ask better call somebody. (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, I I totally forgot what I was going to say at the end, but um, this has been a Toon Junkies podcast. My name is Nick. My name is Chris. I'm Lex. And I'm Kyle Adams. Um, Thick Dick Nick. (laughs) Thick Dick Nick. Bitchin'. (laughs) 